This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, October 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A security officer was shot while working at Philadelphia's South Street Festival on Saturday night. It happened at 11 p.m. near 7th and South Streets. Investigators say a woman riding in an open-air slingshot vehicle got into an argument with another woman working as a vendor at the festival. They then engaged in a physical altercation. Security officers were able to successfully break up the fight. When the woman got back into the slingshot vehicle, the driver, a man wearing a mask and dark clothing, opened fire, striking one of the security officers two times. The 40-year-old security officer was taken to the hospital and is listed in critical condition. Police say the altercation stemmed from a group of dirt bikes, ATVs, and open-air vehicle operators removing barricades that were in place for the event while, while the workers were closing for the night. Several bikes and ATVs were seen fleeing the scene. No arrests have been made. Were these the same ones that uh, surrounded police officers yesterday? I'm sorry, was this yesterday? Last uh, night? This happened. No, are you talking about the one at Willow Grove Mall? The... Um no. Yeah, there was there was one at Willow Grove. There was like an unscheduled yeah social media. All these souped up cars got together and no, I don't know if you have that. I do. Up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, the one I saw was a report from Joe Holden uh, from CBS had reported that in Philadelphia, uh, these ATVs and dirt bikes surrounded a you know police barricade and started smashing like police. That's went, not good. It's not. Yeah. And like, here's the deal. Like. You kind of went, like, uh, unscathed for a little while, you know? You, you did your thing, but once you start, like, surrounding cops and, and smashing windows, like, well, now you're bringing well, the heat on. It's in general illegal, so. right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's a full moratorium placed on it, and yet they're still out and about. Three people were injured in a crash early Sunday morning that police say was connected to an unauthorized car rally at Willow Grove Park Mall. Abington Township police say between 150 and 200 vehicles arrived to the rally in the mall's first level parking lot at 1234 a.m. Police say some of the attendees were driving recklessly, revving engines and uh, skidding tires. When officers responded to the area, the participants fled, police say, with many of them fleeing down 611 in both the northbound and southbound lanes. A short time later, police say they received a call about a crash at Old Old Welsh Road and Fitzwatertown Road. Police believe a driver who recently left the rally struck several parked and unattended vehicles. The striking vehicle came to rest in the 2900 block of Old Welsh Road with severe damage. The backseat passenger was ejected, police say, while the driver and front seat passenger had to be freed by police officers and firefighters. All three of the car's occupants were taken to Jefferson Abington Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Do you think there's any initiative that might convince them to switch to Razor scooters? <laughs> Seriously, be safer. Be less impactful. Right. Mm-hmm. Police say speed is believed to be a factor in the crash, but note that the investigation is still ongoing. Unsafe events like this will not be tolerated, and anyone identified will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, Abington Township Police said in a news release. Anyone with information about the incident is asked to contact the Abington Township Police Department. As the Philadelphia Phillies gear up to take on the San Diego Padres, the schedule for the NLCS has been revealed, and a limited number of tickets for games at Citizens Bank Park will go on sale today. First pitch for Game 1 is Tuesday night at 8.03. Game 2 is set to be played in San Diego Wednesday afternoon at 4.35 and aired on Fox. The series comes back to Philly Friday night with the game's first pitch at 7.37. Now, a limited number of uh, home game tickets will go on sale for the general public uh, today, October 17th at 10 a.m. Tickets can be purchased at phillies.com and fans will be able to purchase four tickets for one game, either game three, four, or five while supplies last. All tickets are digital through the free MLB Ballpark app. In sports this morning. 
in Sunday Night Football. The Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys 26-17. to Jalen Hurts threw for 155 yards and two touchdowns. C.J. Garner-Johnson had two of the Eagles' three interceptions from Cowboy backup quarterback Cooper Rush, and the Eagles stayed undefeated with the win. The Birds held on after their 20-0 lead shrank to 2017 early in the fourth quarter. They improved to 6-0 for the first time since 2004 when they won their first seven games and then went on to go to the Super Bowl. They're off next weekend with an early season bye week and will return to action on the 30th with a game against Pittsburgh. The Phillies, who won the NLDS in four games against the Atlanta Braves open up a National League Championship Series tomorrow night against the Padres in San Diego. The Bills haven't announced which pitcher will get the start in Game 1, but the Padres will send you Darvish to the mound. The first pitch is scheduled for 8 o'clock. And in the American League, the Houston Astros will host the ALCS, which starts on Wednesday. They'll face the winner of the Yankees Guardian Series. The Yankees won Game 4 in that division series last night in Cleveland to even things up at two games apiece. Game 5 is tonight in Yankee Stadium. First pitch is at 7 o'clock. And the Flyers, who won the first Two games of their season and are 2-0 are on the road tomorrow night with the game in Tampa Bay against the Lightning. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Kathy, when you were talking about the uh, the fills, I was looking for a little seam, a little pause there for you, and you didn't give me oh, one. Oh, sorry. But, uh, no, it's okay. I was mm-hmm. going to put this in there. Go f*** yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have plenty of time. Yeah, yeah we will. Yeah, as uh, the series will get underway, so we uh, we should be solid. So uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a Monday morning. Let's reload uh, and get you set for a wonderful week. Hopefully, we have some things planned. Uh, first off, new word of the week uh, prize. Uh, we have a uh, Pizik Round barbecue and fire pit kit to give away from Landis Block. So... Letters at the end of the program, word at the end of the week, prize is given away then. You know how that whole thing works. Uh, Guest-wise, uh, since we're right on the heels of sports, we're going to talk to uh, Jamie Apote from 6ABC. Yeah. Let's get the rundown on uh, things. You know, obviously the uh, the schedule was announced, as Kathy said, uh, for the, the Phils and Padres, and uh, the Eagles are undefeated. The Flyers are undefeated. It's unbelievable. I mean, we may not get another chance like <laughs> yeah. this to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to have a discussion about how wonderful things are. So yeah. uh, we'll talk to Jamie later on this morning. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers start their season tomorrow night, and the Union hosts yes. a playoff game on Thursday. It's I mean, it's an exciting time to be yeah. a Philadelphia sports fan. Savor yeah. it. There's a lot happening. Uh, we also have, joining us this morning, uh, a rare Monday comedian uh, yeah. in studio. Usually it's uh, Thursdays and Fridays that we have them in, but uh, we have... Paul Veerzy, who is going to be at Punchline on Thursday night. So we'll check in with Paul. And on top of all of that stuff, we still have money to give away. Oh, my God. Yeah. We still have you. I forgot about that. Yeah, we still have thousands of dollars to give away, hopefully, to you today. Each shot is worth $1,000, and we'll get started at 8 a.m. So you see... There's a lot to get to. Um, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get into the entertainment report. There's some unfortunate stories in there to share with you, but nonetheless, it's the news, so we'll pass that along, and we'll have a stupid question and some more freebies. So hang in there. We'll, we'll take the sting out of Monday for you, all right? We'll be right back. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. 
Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Super question prize. We have a pair of tickets to see Smashing Pumpkins, Spirits on Fire Tour with Jane's Addiction, and Poppy. That's going to be uh, Friday night at the Wells Fargo Center. So answer this question correctly. A, a, and I'm I'm doing another a listener-generated question. I get oh. some great questions from listeners. This is from Michael Nelson. He had sent me a pretty cool one before that I used. So this is an interesting one, and you got to kind of think outside of the box. What company produces the most tires in the world? Two one five two six three WMMR. I will tell you this: it's not a tire company. All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. It's a weird little answer to a question that is technically true. What company produces the most tires in the world? Two one five two six three WMMR. Going to go through some birthdays Monday, October seventeenth. While we wait for your answer, uh, Michael McKeon, the actor. Yes. Lenny from Laverne and Shirley. Super yeah. talented. Uh, Spinal Tap. Loads of movies throughout the years. It's uh, been in the Christopher Guest movies. First a bunch in of show. Them. Yeah. 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 Better Call Saul. He um, did a run on that one as, uh, what do you call it, Saul's brother. Man, he's that. It was a tragic character. It really was. Yeah. yeah. He's a good dramatic actor. He, he really, really is. is. Uh, oh, I love to see him in comedy. Uh, Spinal Tap, of course, as well. Uh, David St. Hubbins. That's right. Uh, the saint, uh, patron saint of footwear, I believe, is the <laughs> correct answer to St. Hubbins. <laughs> so great. Uh, Michael McKeon is <laughs> 75 today. Uh, it's also George Wentz's birthday. Ah. Yep. Norm from Cheers. Wait, who's his nephew? Oh, He's got uh, a famous... That's right. Prince Philip. No, not no, no. it's not Prince Philip. Oh, man, I want to know this. Uh... Uh, I remember being surprising. Miles oh, yes, Keller. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, explored this maybe on his birthday a few years ago. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Marissa, you want to say Jason Sudeikis, too, just to finish? Oh, I was pulling something. What was that? Just say Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis? Yeah. Thank you. That's all Marissa. Marissa said it best, everybody. Uh, George Went turns 74 years old today. Uh, Ziggy Marley's birthday today. He's uh, uh, related to John Ratzenberger. No, he's not. <laughs> well, I can't definitive say, yeah. definitively say yes or no. Maybe he is. Who knows? But uh, uh, really, the only song I know is Tomorrow People from yeah. Ziggy Marley. But he does. Uh, and uh, and I've, I've got like a, um, a reggae playlist or, or a kind of a... Uh, uh, Island. Uh, Caribbean uh, type of music. I have a mix of different things in there, and I, I've grabbed a couple of titles that I didn't that were kind of like his top rated. Yeah, titles, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't tell you what those are because I haven't listened to them enough. But he's a talented musician. He's he's the real deal. So he's fifty four today. Uh, Mike Judge, who brought us Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. Uh, has a big birthday today. He's sixty. I've Super watching, talented. I've been watching the re- reboot of Beavis and Butthead. I don't know if you guys have the new the new movie. The movie. It's unbelievable. It's hilarious. It's, I, like I don't know how that show is still as funny, or the movie is still as funny. And uh, just, those idiots just make me laugh every single time. Nick, there, present. There is an absolute. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at one scene, just to, just to throw off misunderstanding. And I'm like, this show has not lost any of its, yeah. of its charm. For no his kidding. Dumb, yeah. and for as dumb, dumb as yeah. it is, it's brilliant. I, like, yeah. I don't know how they juxtapose stupid and, and smart as well as they do. It's Mike Judge, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. He knows what he's doing. Uh, so he's 60 today. Wow. 
Uh, Dr. May C. Jameson was the first African-American woman in space, and she turns 66 years old today, so a groundbreaker. Uh, we also have actress Felicity Jones. Felicity. 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 Uh, the Theory of Everything. She's great in that. Yes. Uh, Rogue One. She's a badass in that. That's in my, that to me is on an Empire Strikes Back level. Rogue One, I love it. And she has that that perfect combination of super cute and very pretty. Yes. You know what I mean? Like like, uh, like me, actually. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think she fashions herself after you. Sure. Um, no, I just think you are just super cute. Uh, yeah. not not I'll take it. No, no, but but uh, that's a good thing. Cute never goes away. Steve. It's true. Yes, uh, Felicity. Cute don't crack. Uh, is that the saying? Well, that's it's the saying. Okay. It is don't butte. Cute don't crack. What? Cute don't butte. I don't know. You just got to rhyme. Cute don't puke. Yeah. No, I, I mean, said butte. But I know, but I said yeah, puke. Puke works. Because I don't know butte. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I don't know. It's what, just rhyme. I guess a butte is uh, that's like a, a land formation, right? Like the city yeah. in Montana. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's hey, go with that. Casey, okay. how about cute? Don't crack. <laughs> that works too. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Felicity is thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then last birthday, and it's a big one for him. Uh, Eminem, Marshall Mathers, turns fifty years old today, so he celebrates a milestone one. Let him. Yeah. Well, that might be. Uh, oh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Should we have something with actual Eminem? Yeah, well, that he started it. I do. He went the. <laughs> well, you know, there is a who. That just doesn't sound like Eminem. It does not. I don't know. He was collabing with somebody on that one. There you go. Stand up. Please stand up. Uh, so, Eminem, happy 50th birthday. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question of what company produces the most tires in the world. 215-263-WMMR. And it is Craig who we are going to go to. Yo, Craig, good morning. Good morning. All right, good morning, good morning. Ed, Craig. Uh, what company produces most tires in the world? Lego. Lego. Yay! <laughs> That's correct, Craig. Hang on, because they have those tiny, itty-bitty little yeah. tires, and they have to produce millions and millions of them. Craig got it right, so we're going to set him up with a pair of tickets to see Smashing Pumpkins Spirits on Fire Tour with Jane's Addiction and Poppy. That's Friday night at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are on sale now via Wells Fargo Center Philly. Dot com. At the box office, number one, not a big surprise, Halloween ends with $41.2 million. Followed by Smiles. They got a couple of horror movies. Horror movies, yeah, doing well. Uh, Then Lyle Lyle Crocodile, The Woman King, uh, Amsterdam, Don't Worry Darling, Barbarian was seventh, followed by Bros, Terrifier 2, and Top Gun Maverick. Still hanging at the very end there in the top ten. That is correct. So I was bummed out. Saw this news on Friday that Robbie Coltrane passed away. Of course, he played Hagrid in the Harry Potter franchise. And it's like fresh with me because... I just finished the last book last week, and so therefore had been watching the movies as well. And so I was watching, uh, you know, earlier this week I watched Half-Blood Prince, and then I've started watching The Deathly Hallows, so it was uh, really timely for me personally. Who else could have played that role? Uh, He was just perfect for it. 72 years old. Coltrane featured in every Harry Potter movie from Sorcerer's Stone in 2001 till Deathly Hallows Part 2 in 2011. And was much beloved for bringing the character from J.K. Rowling's book series to life. He was among one of the first characters to appear on screen. 
And he recited the famous line, you're a wizard, Harry, uh, to a young Daniel Radcliffe as he embarked on his journey into the wizarding world. Uh, Radcliffe played tribute, paid tribute to his uh, time spent with Coltrane on the Potter set. He said, I've especially fond memories of him keeping our spirits up on Prisoner of Azkaban. He said, when we were hiding from the torrential rain for hours in Hagrid's hut, and he was telling stories and cracking up jokes, uh, cracking jokes to keep up morale. Uh, Emma Watson wrote on her Instagram stories, Robbie was the most fun uncle I've ever had. But most of all, he was deeply caring and compassionate towards me as a child and as an adult. His talent was so immense that uh, it made sense that he played a giant. He could fill any space with his brilliance. Robbie, if you ever... Uh, get to be so kind as you... If I ever get to be so kind as you were to me on the film set, I promise I'll do it in your name and memory. Know how much I adore and admire you. I'll really miss your sweetness, your nicknames, your warmth, your laughs, your hugs. You made us family. Know you were that to us. Uh, he uh, is a Scottish actor and... Um, he also appeared in two James Bond films. Yes, he did. 1995's GoldenEye and 1999's The World Is Not Enough. He was excellent. Yeah, he was uh, Zukovsky yes. in those films. Uh, one of his first major appearances was on the British sketch comedy series called Alfresco in 1983. He starred with other soon-to-be greats like Hugh Laurie, Emma Thompson, and Stephen Fry. Did you ever see any of his, uh, his no. comedy sketch stuff? Mm-mm. I mean, that's primarily where I knew him prior to... Um, you know, and then the, the Bond movies, of course, but I knew him as a really funny comedic actor. I remember him in a movie with Eric Idle where they were criminals and they yes. played nuns. Yeah, uh, nuns on the run. Nuns on the run. Yeah. It was a cute film. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so I knew he, you know, was a comedic guy by yeah, nature. Yeah. Um, after hanging up Hagrid's, uh, Hagrid's moleskin coat, Coltrane starred in the acclaimed Channel 4 drama National Treasure, playing a retired comedian who becomes accused of sexual assault. And for the role, he had uh, won a handful of Best Actor Awards uh, from British organizations. Uh, he's survived by his sister, Annie Ray, his children, Spencer and Alice, and their mother, Rona uh, Gemmel. Um, Casey, the actor's final appearance, by the way, with the Harry Potter family, was on that Return to Hogwarts 20th anniversary special released uh, in January 2022. It's terrific. Thoughts on the series, uh, Power also, uh, the series' Power also serves as a stirring farewell to fans. We have a couple of clips of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, two as Hagrid and one as a, uh, he, he um, assesses the legacy of his character. Call me a mudblood. He did not. What's a mudblood? There's some wizards, like the Malfoy family, who think they're better than everyone else because they're what people call pure blood. More to the point, they've yet to think of a spell that our Hermione can do. Don't you think on it for one minute, me? Yeah, all right, give me the, the one where he thanks Harry uh, up there. Here we go. If it hadn't been for you, Harry, I would, uh, I'd still be you nowhere. So I, I'd just like to say thanks. There's no Hogwarts without you, Hagrid. Great character. Uh, and then we have a clip of him talking about the uh, yeah the legacy of the the character Hagrid. I just think it's an end of an year. It's ten, 10 years of my life, and my my children have grown up during it. Of course, the legacy of the movies is that my children's generation will show them to their children. So you could be watching it in fifty years' time. Easy. I'll not be here, sadly, but <laughs> but Hagrid will. Yes. By the way, the um, uh, the director of that, Casey uh, Patterson, uh, had said that uh, Robbie was ailing when we were filming that, aware of his mm. mortality and fiercely 
determined to have that final full circle experience with his beloved cast. And he spent uh, days back on the original sets in conversation with them all. So he knew must have been great. He knew that he was uh, yeah. he was ill. So that's sad news. So, uh, but leaves behind great films, wonderful performances. So at least we have that. Um, moving on, Seth Green is the latest actor to come forward with a story accusing Bill Murray of inappropriate behavior. Like that, uh, we're going to see more. The of floodgates this. have yeah. opened. Here's the deal, man. Yeah. And and I've kind of I kind of have sat back and not really said too much, but I mean. There have been stories for ages of what a dick Bill Murray is. And some people can get away with it just because of the body of work that they've put out. And people want to keep that image the way that that is. But if somebody's just being an a-hole all the time, that... Screw them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not... Uh, you, there's he no does, reason to walk around being a jerk to everybody. Unless you're just legitimately a jerk. Really a jerk. Uh, um, there are people who come to his defense, and, and certainly, you know, I've never spent a tremendous amount of time with the guy, but there are a lot of people that I consider to at least seemingly be nice and good people, and they have horrible stories about yeah. Bill Murray. Uh, so he revealed on the Good Mythical Morning YouTube show, which is a great program, by the way, uh, that he was only nine years old when he had a physical altercation with Murray backstage on Saturday Night Live. We got a couple of clips. Of yes, this. here's the first one. Bill Murray was hosting the show. Bill Murray, as everybody knows, is great with kids. So he, he <laughs> saw me sitting on the arm of this sofa and made a big fuss about me being in his seat. And I was like, that is absurd. I am sitting on the arm of this couch. There are several lengths <laughs> of this sofa. And he was like, that's my chair. And then my mom goes, that, you know, since he's the Bill Murray, you should maybe give him his seat. And I go, are you this much of a jerk to tell a nine-year-old to get out of your chair? What, what is this power play? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then it gets worse yeah, from there. Next worse. clip, Casey. Here we go. He picked me up by my ankles. He dangled me over a trash can, and he was like, the trash goes in the trash can. And I was screaming. He dropped me in the trash can. The trash can falls over. I was horrified. <laughs> I ran away, hid under the table in my dressing room, and like just cried, cried, and was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do the show. I can't believe this happened. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Oh, my God. It was eventually... What, what, that's awful. Eddie Murphy came to him and, uh, um, you know, said, "You'll get, forget this. You'll get past it. You just be the professional. Uh, and and sort of encouraged him. All of this happened at SNL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when he was hosting it. And because uh, apparently Seth Green was there to be a part of uh, one of the sketches. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so he said, uh, he had said that he was, um, it was on Saturday Night Live when Mary Gross was on uh was one of the on-the-scene anchor people for the news, and she did a whole thing about what kids think about Christmas holidays. So he was he was hired there to be a kid actor. And Murray was back as a guest, as yep. you said, and that's a legendary um, bad week for Bill Murray, and apparently he treated the cast horribly. Wow. Uh, Green's story comes on the heels of Gina Davis's revelation that Murray was also inappropriate with her during the making of their movie Quick Change. Uh, she said Murray tried to use a massage device on her during the first meeting and later screamed at her on set as well. So, oh. yeah, uh, I, I, I guarantee you more of these stories are going to be coming out well, from, from actors, yeah, from, yeah. from people who've worked with him. I so guarantee you. is uh, the Bill Murray that we, well, no, because he just had that episode on the uh, uh, on that the movie set. Because uh, I'm trying to think, like, right, the he's, Bill he's, Murray that we've heard about over the last few years, 
has been this Bill Murray who maybe taking a is, turn is like, not happy with the old Bill Murray, right? Is, like yeah. at, like at weddings, is jumping into helping out at receptions and is taking pictures with people and so on and so forth. Right, right. May, maybe maybe a turn has taken place. In the broad scheme of things, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Just, hey, he does fun stuff. He yeah. does nice stuff for people, but yeah. then. He's a dick to other people. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? You can you can not you can get rid of the being a dick part. Not to still, draw still be fun and have a good time. Not right. to draw a parallel, but there is footage of Hitler playing with a dog. No. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of dogs, yes. Thank you for the segue, sir. Uh the dog that opened the can of worms with Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Flavin is now a full fledged <clears throat> member of the family. Yay! Sources Yay. with right. direct knowledge tell TMZ that Dwight, who is the dog, by the I way. What? What they want? Dogs. Uh, you want Dwight. So Dwight is not only living with the family in Hidden Hills, but Jennifer now really likes the dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came around. Uh, so after the character in the office. Uh, Jennifer didn't want another dog, especially a large one like a Rottweiler, but uh, Sly prevailed and brought Dwight home. It became a source of conflict between the two. Can I keep him, please? Sly then covered up a tattoo of Jennifer on his arm and replaced it with Dwight. And uh, sources say that was uh, super upsetting to her. Whatever the case, all is forgiven. The divorce petition has been dropped. The family is fully back together, and they're super-duper happy, apparently. If you want to, then, so this says, if you really want to make a statement, do a tattoo cover-over, and you'll get exactly what you want. I can't believe this is, like, still in the news. So the the, the, the relationship was patched up, and he got the dog anyway. Yeah. Sly gets what he wants. Yeah. Uh, I like doggies. Sylvester. How much is that doggy in the window? Uh, so, Sylvester, Jennifer, and two of their daughters uh, hit up a Ralph Lauren fashion show Thursday night. So they were clearly back on track. Uh, I guess they all live together. I mean, the daughters are certainly adults. I don't know why. Yeah. But why wouldn't you want to live in that estate? Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Can I live in a small ranch? Yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson is back in the news, believe it or not. So, uh, Mel. Yeah. You're there, Mel. Uh, Mel can be. He wants a dog, too. He can be called. To testify against Harvey Weinstein at the producer's upcoming Los Angeles rape trial, according to a, a, juror, a judge. There. Uh, could you repeat that again? <laughs> For the court stenographer. A judge ruled this on Friday. Prosecutors want to call the actor to support the allegations of Jane Doe 3. Uh-huh who claims that Weinstein sexually assaulted her after she gave him a massage at his hotel in 2010. (laughs) According to the deputy district attorney, Marlene Martinez, uh, the woman later told Mel Gibson about the incident during a massage, and Gibson's testimony would help buttress her allegation. Uh, The judge, Lisa Lynch, allowed prosecutors to call Gibson to the stand, and she also denied a defense request that they be allowed to ask Gibson about racist and anti-Semitic statements he has made over the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the defense will be allowed to ask whether Gibson holds a grudge against Weinstein. Uh, The defense argued that Gibson has ill will towards Weinstein, dating from the release of Passion of the Christ, which was widely seen to play on anti-Semitic themes. Uh, Weinstein later published a book called Perspectives on the Passion of the Christ, and that apparently challenged the film. I don't remember that. But no, was, neither do I. It's a yeah. deal. Is it um, Passion of the Christ or Passion? Because there were two. Wasn't Mel Gibson involved directly? Wait. The Passion of the Christ. He, was he in he, Passion of the Christ? He directed it. He, he directed okay. it, yeah. yeah. But there was a film just called Passion. Passion, that was the one with Jim Caviezel. 
That was uh, Passion of the Jim Christ. Jim Caviezel plays Christ in Passion, passion of, the of the Christ. No, that's just passion. That's no. just the passion. No, it's the Passion of the Christ. The, <sighs> You're right. You might be thinking of Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> okay. Mate, you know what it yeah. is? It's Passions. You guys remember that yeah. late yeah. soap opera yeah. that yeah. used to be on? With that's the, what, that's what you're thinking with of. The, uh, with you're the right magic, right? With Hang the witch? On. What's the one that I'm thinking of that was came out in like the 90s? That like, The Last Temptation of Christ? That's the one that All I'm right. thinking of. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was uh, Willem Dafoe, right? Willem Dafoe, yes. Yeah. William Dafoe. William Dafoe. <laughs> and he, he played the Green Goblin in that as well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyhow, back to Mel. <laughs> oh, he's happy now. Uh, he, he got his dog. <laughs> <laughs> According to the attorneys, Gibson told investigators that Jane Doe 3 had a PTSD reaction when he brought up the name Harvey during mm. a massage. Gibson was talking about Weinstein in the context of a business deal. The woman stopped the massage, started crying, and gave the idea that Weinstein sexually assaulted or groped her. So that's why they're calling Mel in. That was the har- one of Harvey Weinstein's signature moves was the give me a massage move, mm-hmm. always in the robe, always go up to his hotel room. Horrible. Uh, some her- human being. So Worksman, who is one of the attorneys, argued that he should be allowed to confront Gibson about his anti-Semitic tirade that followed his 2006 arrest. As well as an anti-Semitic comment he allegedly once made to Winona Ryder and other racist statements. Uh, Lynch ultimately permitted the defense to ask Gibson about any animosity towards Weinstein. So um, I'm not sure when that is coming up exactly, but um, yeah, so Mel can be called to the stand. I would have to imagine that Weinstein has the next 10 years uh, taken up with trials that are pending against him? Possibly, yeah. yeah. I mean, one right after another. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot no way he's up. not going to spend the rest of his life yeah. in prison. I mean, just because of the number of trials, and he's already been sentenced anyway. Already, yeah. 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 Uh, Abigail Breslin, the actress, is sharing her experience with domestic violence uh, in hopes of helping others struggling uh, feel, uh, others that are struggling feel less alone. Uh, the actress shared a post on Instagram on Friday where she opened up about a previous abusive relationship. She said, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I wanted to share a little bit about my story. She said, I was in a very abusive relationship for close to two years. Uh, it all started out perfectly. I was so in love. Unfortunately, my abuser took advantage of my innocence and naivete, and the relationship subsequently became violent. I was beaten on a regular basis, oh. locked into rooms, forced to pretend everything was okay and normal while dealing with intense injuries, injuries most people didn't even see. She described how she would hide injuries and how she felt during the ongoing abuse. She said, I would use concealer and a caked-on foundation to hide any and all bruises because in some way, I still cared for this person, which is kind of a typical story that you I know. Hear. You hear it all the time. Yeah, the physical injuries were also accompanied by a plethora of put-down, shaming, and harsh verbal abuse. That's how, that's how you get the control there. Yep. I felt so unworthy of anyone's <clears throat> love. I felt ugly and hated. I felt <clears throat> like I deserved less than dirt. Uh, it was certain there must be something inherently wrong with me. Uh, but you thank the friends and family who helped her during this time. Um, and she said, I'm beyond thankful for the support of my family and friends who played an instrumental and invaluable role in helping me leave this horrible situation. I will forever be indebted to those uh, closest to me uh, for them not only assisting me but believing me as well. You mentioned, uh, you know, Laurel House on the show periodically. That That's where if you have any situation, if yep. you're listening and you have something like that, Laurel House is a great place to turn to. Absolutely. This is a question I have no idea what the answer is. Um, is it important to name the person who's done this abuse? 
I don't know. Um, I don't know either, and I don't know if there's if there's benefits to it or if it's yeah. so something I, that should be kept anonymous. I don't. I really don't know. That's a good question. I actually spoke to um, a, a therapist, and uh, not for myself, but uh, yeah. I interviewed her, and she said uh, that a lot of times people, um, the people who were abused, want to get something out of it, and by naming them and confronting them and going to them, they don't always get what they need, mm. and it can sometimes put them back in their progression, you know, oh, therapy, okay. and right. so um, they kind of you know, walk a fine line with that when, when they do name them or confront them. Sure. And then there's also the, the maybe responsibility of having that person not be able to do that again, the abuser. So I'd say yeah, that's a, it's, it's not an easy answer to that. Uh, by the way, she's in a great relationship now. She's in a better place. Uh, she's very, very happy. Uh, she shared information with those who might need help if, uh, to, uh, Call the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. They have a 24-hour helpline at 1-800-799-7233. On to some lighter things. Uh, According to Page Six, Tom Brady flew solo when he attended Robert Kraft and Dr. Dana Bloomberg's surprise wedding on Friday. Mm. Uh, This comes after it reported, it was reported last week, that the quarterback and Giselle Bündchen have both hired divorce lawyers. Where's Giselle? He stepped out. Oh, and talk about it. on his own by himself. So that was a big public. Imagine uh, you're a uh, possibly single Tom Brady at a wedding. Ah, <laughs> think you might meet a couple ladies. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, speaking of stepping out, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lopez, I'm sorry, and Ben Affleck made their first red carpet appearance as a married couple. Uh, they went to the Ralph Lauren Spring 2023 show on Thursday. Tell me, do you like to canoodle? You will. The couple wore all black Ralph Lauren outfits to the event. They're a fine-looking couple, by the way. San yeah, Marino, good. California. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think she coordinates their outfits? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Make sure that they are uh, dressed appropriately. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Uh, so yeah, they were wearing all black. Yep, yeah, they look good. They look happy. Yes, let's be happy for them. Man, I got a couple other things that are a little bit on the uh, downer side. More hard to hear, but yeah, but I, but I definitely feel the need to report these. Um, you guys probably saw this. The NBA released a statement announcing uh, NBA Hall of Famer uh, Dikembe Mutombo is beginning treatment for a brain tumor. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's sad to see that. Uh, per the statement, Mutombo is in great spirits as he begins treatment in Atlanta. Uh, the statement did not mention more about the type of tumor of Mutombo's prognosis. Uh, the seven foot two center blocked three thousand two hundred and eighty nine <laughs> shots over his NBA career and was inducted into the uh, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 2015. Twice during his career, he was recognized by the league with the J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award, an honor bestowed to players, coaches, or trainers that show outstanding service and dedication to the community. He's really known for that. He's uh, he's helped purchase a number of hospitals in Africa, correct? Yeah, so he's uh, many contributions to his native people and country. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo last year, he and several other NBA players joined high-profile investors uh, to launch NBA Africa. And he also starred, started the uh, Dikembe Mutombo Foundation in the Congo in 1997. Uh, and he serves on the board of Special Olympics International, the CDC Foundation, and the National Board for the U.S. Fund for UNICEF. So hopefully he's getting the treatment yeah. he needs and uh, that they will be able to uh, get past I this. think I think he's a worldly known good guy he is a worldly known he's he could be the worldly known good guy for all I know uh and then we'll do two more things uh Ashley Judd says she didn't struggle with the decision to appear as herself in the upcoming film called she said which surrounds the New York Times investigation into Harvey Weinstein 
On Thursday, she received a standing ovation where she appeared alongside other Weinstein accusers after the world premiere of She Said at the New York Film Festival. Uh, Judd, who was one of the women who spoke out on the record to the Times 2017 when the newspaper broke the Weinstein story, uh, she started the Q&A session by saying she wanted to acknowledge my sisters and thank them uh, for their courage. Um, And she said she appears as herself in two pivotal scenes. In one, she recounts to Times reporter Jody Cantor, played by Zoe Kazan, uh, her experience of Weinstein sexually harassing her around the time of 1997's Kiss the Girls. And in a later scene, the film documents when she agrees to be named in the Times investigation. Uh, Judd and Kazan also praise changes they've seen in the film industry in the wake of the Me Too movement. Uh, Judd said, I have reframed experiences that I have had to understand that were, in fact, harassment and assault when I previously minimized them. Uh, It's directed by Maria Schrader uh, and is based on the Times reporters Cantor and Megan Toey's uh, 2019 book of the same name, mm. with Kazan playing Cantor and uh, Carrie Mulligan portraying uh, Tui. So I'm um, not sure exactly when that will be out, but uh, yeah, interesting that Ashley's playing herself. Yeah. Uh, in that particular That's role. Wild. And then we have a clip of. Um, no, 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 no. I was going to play uh, uh, the clip of uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, yes. Was it from last night's game? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. he did the uh, narration before the game? Yes. Huh. Do we have it? Oh, it's okay. It's my, yes, we do. It's it was right a wonky. There. Yep. All right, so this is uh, Bradley Cooper. Was he at the game last night? Did know? I didn't see him. He the game. Wa- I saw pictures of him. No. It looked like he was. Was he? Marissa no. says no dice. He was not there. But this is the uh, the audio that he uh, had supplied. This is everything it's supposed to be. That as a Philly guy, yeah, I know we've got a reputation of being a little aggressive sometimes, and maybe some of us are an acquired taste. Eagles-Dallas, you can feel it in your bone. But if you're a football fan and you've got these two teams playing like this, I mean, come on, what else could you want? The Eagles usually don't play this role. We're always the team nobody likes. They don't believe in us. We believe in ourselves. We've gotten used to that chip on our shoulder. But getting used to this guy? Pretty easy. Now here comes the best defense in the league. He's sacked by Parsons. And a guy who came out of nowhere. Hooper runs. But can't seem to lose. Touchdown. They're ready, and we're ready. Our team and America's team, with the whole country watching. It's Sunday night, and it's Eagles-Cowboys. That's This is nice. You know what would have been better? As Rocket. If he would have uh, done that as Rocket, really that would have been pretty badass, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love his... And it, it, it had to grow on me, uh, him as Rocket. Uh, I love it. I From the get-go, it. I loved yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. the best. That attitude, uh-huh. I would love to see and that. ESPN says he was at the game. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought he was. All they right. didn't feature him at all on TV. Okay. Why yeah. didn't he... Uh, he usually gets in touch with you, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they showed Joel Embiid. They showed... Meek Mill. They yeah. showed Mike Trout. Uh, they did not show him at all. Yeah, it's a picture of him in the paper. Okay. Yeah, there. All right, fair enough. This uh, reporter says... <laughs> we're ready for clips now. High School is a new series based on musicians Tegan and Sarah Quinn's best-selling memoir about finding your own identity. And here, creator Sarah Quinn talks about uh, finally revealing the life of her and her sister uh, before they became famous. There was something about becoming um, public people at such a young age that made us want to protect the part of our life that came before that. But there's also something that is so special about um, sharing that story because it was so unique. I don't. I don't want. I don't <laughs> think I want to see it. Who are these people? Tegan and Sarah. They're <laughs> a pop duo. 
Okay. Maybe pop alternative duo. Okay. Uh, high school's out now on Freebie. Here's the next clip. It just talks about them yeah, being I famous. Know. I, I, yeah. I know. There's, there's too many people who are famous now. Yeah. There's a, there's Stop it. different levels of famous and lots of people that are... <laughs> some famous. Some famous and famous. Prison escapee Lynn Ford looks to get lost in chaotic 1980s Bombay in Shantaram. And then this clip, uh, Charlie Hunnam reveals how long he dreamt of this role before scoring it. Here we go. I was given this book seven years ago by a friend of mine who had a dream because he um, thought that I would potentially be a great Lynn. And so I read the novel and got equally obsessed and so started our journey. I don't <laughs> give a f- Shandaram season one is available for streaming on Apple uh, TV Plus now. I think Casey's going to yeah. play um, a Tegan and Sarah song Tegan that I know that you know. Okay. You know that I know that. Everything is awesome. Oh, that's them performing that? Yeah. The Lego movie? Yeah. So okay. they get a series. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right? <laughs> there you go. I think High you school. got a good double feature this in Shandaram. <laughs> High school is out on freebie if you want to see that. Tegan and Sarah. All right. Um, yay. It's yay. Monday. Uh, let's take a break and come back. One of the things that is wonderful about starting the work week again is uh, the money that we have to give away. And, of course, that is with uh, MMR's You Who Loot. So we will have that long around 8 a.m. Get yourself set for that. We'd love for you to win $1,000 this morning. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in a sec. Hang in there. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston, and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks and then we've got bigger problems. A little later on, we're going to we're gonna dive into uh, Philly sports. We've got um, Jamie Apote from 6ABC is going to be joining us so we can uh, uh, enjoy that conversation a little bit. But bef- before then... yeah. I do want to play this clip. Uh, Nick, who said this? Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> Long-time veteran uh, yeah. Yeah, sportscaster. I mean, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's been in the booth before. Mm-hmm. And uh, every now and then there's a, an odd phrasing. Yeah, and uh, this indeed was one of them. Here we go. Hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> he did that on purpose. Come on. There would be no way you, we would risk your career. Come on. Hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? Little taste of Dickerson (laughs) coming right down your throat. There's no way. There's no way that was by mistake. Hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? That was Jason Ramrod (laughs) pounding him in the butt. What's that? Yeah. Jason Ramrod. Oh, I, oh, now that I hear it, that was uh, Jason Ramrod really pounding up his butt. Oh, my. Wait, wait a second. Yeah. Oh, oops. That was Billy Splooger sticking uh. it all over the. What's that? Oh, oh no. So, oops. I'm so, I'm so, Man, he really gargled him. No, no. Oh. No, there's no double entendre there. You're just. Just making a Boy, sexual. Yeah, yeah. He brought the full load of his talent right into that guy's butt. Yeah. I mean, what? no. No? Guys, that was a mistake. He didn't know what he was saying. He should have said, well, you know, it, when he kicks, he really goes deep with those balls. Yeah. Remember the uh, 
Was it uh, Gary Matthews? I think Sarge was like, you have to oh, yeah. jerk, you have off, to the jerk off the ball. Yeah, 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 and then it yeah, makes yeah. it come or something. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. If it comes, it comes. That's it, yes. If it comes, it comes. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember. He was talking about yeah. throwing a pitch, and, and <laughs> if you were a little more overt, you jerk off the ball. <laughs> that was a mistake. How, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Really shot. <laughs> he's, got, he's got this load of talent. He shot that load all over. Oh, that? no. Uh, oh also, uh, Michael Jack Schmidt saying he beat the hell out of his wife <laughs> regularly. That's one of my I, all-time friends. Hang on, wait. Here like, we go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we go. What's going to happen is that you jerk off the ball. I almost want to let this guy here jam you, and if it comes, it comes. <laughs> And then, I, then you call him the next morning and tell him you had a good time. <laughs> Wait, what's this one? Blow it a little. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Well, sometimes you want to blow a little bit. Yeah. Mm. See, that's fine. What happens is, is that they start to get very, uh, or they think they're being artful with their... Yeah, they're worse. Mind you, they're filling up loads of yes. empty time. Yeah, that's and their job. Trying, right, that's yeah. their job. And, and, and that's why the... You know, I mean, obviously but... they're all professionals, and many of them do it so seamlessly. But still, mm. you're prattling on. You're going to have one of those moments when the mm. guy's name is Dicker. The first thing right. on your mind is, "Don't say anything." Right, exactly. <laughs> and that more often than not, Kathy makes you say it mm-hmm. because you're attempting so hard to not say it. Hey, just for fun, can you pull up the uh, Mike Schmidt saying he's beats the hell out of his wife? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you have it over there, case? Because I can. And Harry's just like, you yeah. mean it gone? Uh, no. The full clip. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I chase around the house and I punch the hell out of her. Oh, especially yeah. if my uh, meatloaf doesn't taste right. There it is, Case. It says beating wife. Yeah. Yep. Right there. there All right, hang on a sec. Here we go. I've been beating the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. <laughs> Ed Cole, by the Because you hear Harry, like, pause for a second. We need context. Uh, no, not actually. <laughs> what have you been doing this summer, Mike? I've been beating the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. At call file. At call file. No, yeah, at yes, call yes, yes. Line drive, <laughs> and that's a ball. Hang on, I'm going to call the game now. <laughs> I've been beating her and sleeping with a lot of underage women. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, we had to... Uh, Play the, play the original again. Yeah, to play right. yeah. the, the Chris Collins just yeah. to. Yep. Yeah. yep. Hang on. We got a. It's a, at a different part. Here we go. Uh, this is uh, at the, in the game last night. And uh, oh my God. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's I, I threw it at your last second. Yeah, All right. Here we go. Hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> I mean, listen. We have a guy on defense called Cox. You know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for and then they had Chris Long, and they sat next to each other on the bench, right? Long yes. mm-hmm. yeah, Chris right Long to each other. By the way, tweeted last night, and that's where I saw I found this Chris Collinsworth clip uh, originally. But <laughs> Chris Long's quote was just, "No thanks, America." I mean, no thanks, Chris. Love America. Uh-huh. Hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> no thanks, Chris. You'll probably fill your mouth up completely uh, with the what? Huh? Sports prowess <laughs> with his helmet. Yeah. No, that's bad too. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh! So sorry. It was all How a mistake. How much can you take without choking? Is what I'm saying. Oh my god! All right. Well, anyhow, we now have that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. We now have that. That enters the for years on the hall. Oh, Do we call it the Julie Jerkoff Hall? I mean, oh yeah. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, there's so many great events. ones ever. Yeah. Forgive me. All right. Yeah, we'll have to go through all those sometime. Uh-huh. Put them in a, in a file. <laughs> hey, I, I want to talk about one of our show members who's had a rough weekend. Uh, Kathy, in between uh, the segments here, was actually first time ever in my life I, I seen you lay on that couch over there. I know. And I'm like, what's going what on doing? That's here? the stripper couch. <laughs> yeah, that's well, the old stripper couch. We haven't had strippers yeah. in here in a long yes, time. So, so you that's felt confident. I felt okay going right. over there. It's got to be sanitized at this point. So, and then I realized it was about something you told us about on the phone last night. Yeah, so I was out all weekend. Uh, Steve and I did great, an yeah. appearance on Saturday. It was great. We did uh, fall activity. I went to a concert with Casey. Like, we, I was all over the place. And Fine, feeling completely fine. I've been eating healthy. Right. Um, not really. I, th- I think I drank had uh, a dr- I drank twice in like a month and a half. Or, right. Um, whatever. A You're month. doing everything right. Yeah. Like just sort of like mm. wanted to be healthy, kind of cleanse my system, lose, lose a little weight. Whatever sure. It is. Yeah. I woke up on Sunday in the middle of the night. Uh, you know, so early Sunday hours and. I went to. I was going to use the bathroom, and I went to get out of bed, and I couldn't move. And I was like, "What? What's happening? What is going on?" So I, I, and I have, I have back pain. Yeah. Um, it runs in my family. My dad, both my brothers, and me. We all have lower back how, pain. How, so, so would you say on any given day your your back is sore or tender? Um, it, it like it. It varies. Like, I'll get maybe, like, one week out of the month or, like, you know, three, four days out of the month where, it, you know, it hurts and okay. it's very uncomfortable. And I sort it's of like have a to... a back period. I have to skip yeah. my... skip my. Well, actually, that's when it comes. But okay. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to skip my workout. You know, right. I'll just go for, like, a walk or something like sure. that to kind of, you know, help heal it. Um, and so I stood up to, to um, you know, walk away from the bed and I... I couldn't walk. I had, I was holding on to the oh. bed, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, maybe it's just tight. Like, right. you have to, And I had to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, I'm going into the, to ba- into the bathroom. And I went in, and the pain was so intense that I started to feel myself pass out. Wow. I started to sweat. I started to get, like, the hearing, and my vision started yeah. to go. And I was oh, like, no. I need to get to the, back to the bed before I, I fall. And so I just I ran back to the bed and literally, like, plopped on it. And then I was able to find a position that uh, relieved some of the pain, which is pressed to the position I was in over on the couch, which okay. is... holding one, your ankles? No, like one... Le- yes, my legs in the air spread, <laughs> yeah. and I had like, both, both the flying yeah. W. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for whatever reason, it relieved Somehow it works. It just brings back good memories. I'm sorry. Uh, hang on. Uh, yeah. My back is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, right. Excuse yeah. me, guys, while I'm at work. Oh, yeah. Uh, hang on. Oh. Yeah. This will be a moment. Uh, yeah. You guys, just Sorry. keep doing what you're doing oh, over just there. Stay, yeah, you don't mind me over here. <laughs> Does anything help, Kath? I mean, besides getting in that position? So I, I was able to fall. I took... Uh, ibuprofen i was able to fall back to sleep but then i woke up you know sunday for the day and basically couldn't move i, I couldn't get down the stairs so you I you could, were immobile you were rendered immobile. it was and like it it was mind-boggling i couldn't I, it's, ne- it's never been like this before and i i felt fine yeah. otherwise other than the pain in my lower back like i was hungry i want like and i had so much on my list of things to do yesterday and i just i couldn't do any of it and i just sat there and i was like this is ridiculous and um yeah and it just, and it's not it's a little bit better in that i could i was able to get down the stairs today without having to like sit down and scoot down oh. the stairs um but it's not good at it sounds like, and, and clearly I'm not a doctor, but uh, it sounds like a pinched nerve or something yes, like that. That's exactly what you, it sounds like. Do anything if you didn't, you know, pull a muscle or overextend something. Uh, it sounds like there's pressure on a on a nerve, and 
Dude, that can be yes. severely painful. I don't know. And, like, it is it is where I normally have the pain, like, when my lower back doesn't feel good. But, I mean, it's times 10,000. Oh, man. Somebody texted and said, all you have to do is put your panties on backwards. And that should fix <laughs> oh, it. There you it go. pulls the weight the other way. Well, mm-hmm. and listen, you know, trying to get a doctor's appointment, like, what that's going to take. Who knows if I'm, I'm going to be able to go. I'm going to try the... Um, the cryo and the infrared sauna today what, 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 and see if that does anything. What did Dr. Mike uh, say? He's going to, I have to text him this morning yeah. and he's going to try to see if, you know, somebody okay. can see me. I don't know. Get you into Trinity Rehab too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we can get oh, you in there. Yeah, may, that maybe, maybe I have to go there. Okay. Like, well, I, well, like, these guys have had great results. Oh, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like today though. <laughs> they liked it this so is... much they bought the company. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, it, but it's so ridiculous. Listen, you guys know me. I don't do well with aging and I'm like, no! What do you mean you can't walk? Okay, I'm, no. I'm going to defend you in this because I encountered uh, Rockstar Rob over the weekend. He's got back issues, but there was someone oh, yeah, who, was I know. Very, who was 20s, 20s, yeah. talking about back pain, nose, no boundaries. Well, and, and listen, like I said, it runs in my family, yes. so at least I'm like, all right, well, my younger brother, who's in his 30s, right. he has it. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Kath, I don't want to scare you at all, um, but I'm only sharing this because it happened to my dad. He had a, a herniated disc in, in his lower back, and he had to have surgery. And the surgery, and I, I know this was like uh, mid-80s, I guess. The surgery has come a long way, but he was laid up in, in bed for like three or four months after the surgery. And, and I'm hopeful that like... It's better if you have a, a herniated disc now that you, you the the time to recover it doesn't take as long because that's it's a serious thing that you got to go. Yeah. So I was know the initial I... delirium of the pain is in the seventies what caused him to join the Manson family? <laughs> 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 no, uh, maybe, yeah. uh, but you know he didn't actually, know what he was doing. No, you know what um you know what caused the injury though, Steve was uh, shoveling snow. He, it was, uh, is he that lift, wild? Yeah, he was yeah. lifting. He wasn't lifting with his knees or whatever. Heart attacks, back. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But he was doing the thing where, like, he didn't. You know, he he was lifting with his back, which uh, they, they tell you never to do. Uh, and and he, he felt it, and then he ended up having to have surgery as, as a result. My dad, back in the day, because he has he had herniated disc problems, but uh, he would, and I'm just, <laughs> I just, I was a bad kid. He he would use this uh, traction. Uh, so it was a thing that came underneath his chin, yeah, yeah. Oh. and he would hang it over an eye beam and, you, you and with it. a weight on the other oh, yeah. end. Oh. And so he would sit there, his face was like this, and I would go down and laugh <gasps> at him. I probably wanted to kill you. Oh, he wanted to kill yeah, yeah, yeah. me. I never but saw that so rig. funny. Yeah. <laughs> so damn funny. His face was all smushed up with this. And I was just terrible. But, yeah, they've come a long way well, since then, yeah. And speaking of looking funny, my dad still has back issues, and he does the upside-down hanging thing. The well, inversion? I, yeah. I, yeah, and, and they've made a lot of advancements in that as well, and I've uh, thought about that before. Yeah, he just he straps his feet in and flips upside-down, and it helps elongate. Listen, and, and being a patient of Dr. Mike, get ready, because you've got MRIs and CAT uh-huh. scans and all uh-huh. kinds well, yeah, of you know, because he spinal has, tap and all these he, things he he's going like to schedule for you. paralyzed for life if I don't go to the doctor But tonight. listen, a, a couple of texts are coming and I've seen a few of these is uh, people have, have reported similar pains and it turned out to be kidney stones. Oh! So it could be something other than your back, although you're saying that it feels like the regular pain, yeah, just more just intense. Just more intense, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, that sucks. Ba- back pain can be... It can be debilitating. I mean, flat out, you can't move around I'm, if you get something really bad. Uh, I've had my share of things, but that's something I've never had an issue with. Oh, and I, th- I thank God for it. My dad had it and had bad issues and then eventually lived so long that he got past it. But, um, yeah, that's I know so many people who have it. And then the Kathy, a friend of mine, had it so bad, um, occasionally would be unaware of 
the the pain of standing up, so he'd actually fall out. He try to get out, get out of bed and, and just fall to the floor. Fall. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I could I could easily see how that would happen. Uh, and then Doctor Mike gave me uh, a combo of uh, over the counter medicine to take. So right. it was like extra strength Tylenol and Aleve. And I was like, well, is this gonna like make me? He was like, you can't get addicted to a seat of medicine. <laughs> yes. I was like, am I gonna be a drug addict if I do this? <laughs> He's like, no, just take it. Uh, here's a text. Somebody says, I just had surgery for a herniated disc. Only laid up for two days. Could drive after two weeks. There yeah, you go. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And po- the now, important thing with you is to s- make sure that they save the baby. <laughs> uh, uh, those things can be tricky, though, because I've heard horror stories as well from yeah. back pain. It's like I've heard people go, don't get the surgery. Whatever you do. I've heard that about uh, various things, shoulder uh, things. and, and But it's like, Boot man, jobs. You, you don't know. Uh, sometimes it... Fixes a problem. No problem. You hear people like, greatest thing I ever yeah. did. Yeah. And then other yeah. people are like, it was horrible. You so. know where else people are conflicted is uh, the value of chiropractors. My dad went and saw a chiropractor after his back problems, and he loved it, and, and it helped. Other people just can't stand them, and I don't know why people are so divided on it. Well, but. I so I tried um, a chiropractor, and it, it made my back worse. So whatever um, is going on in there, the chiropractic aspect of it was, not, not, was not helping. So that's why, because my brother, he goes, and, and he says it helps him, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm too scared because if it gets worse than this, like, I... I'm gonna end up in the hospital. Like, we is... we had offered actually to let you to put a microphone over by the I couch know. because you you seem a lot more comfortable. It seemed are you in in discomfort oh, now? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. so why let's just hook that up a little I bit later. Know, you can like... hold your ankles over there. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't take it, I will. I mean, by the end of last break, I had to go over and lay down. So I'm gonna lay down between uh, you know uh, in commercials, and then I'll come back to. There's the no yeah. There's no reason. It, it, it's right there. We can absolutely do it. Do you want to use the roller, or is that going to be too much? I I tried that this morning before yeah. I came into work just to try to like stretch it out. It it's very intense. Like I can't even roll. I sort of just had to like lay yeah. on yeah. it. Would you um, like a deep tissue massage from from Nick? No, yeah, I don't know. want Nick to touch me at all. Let's go. Let's go on the couch. Let's spoon <laughs> now. Hold on. I want you to tell the listening audience that thing you mentioned to me. Off oh, air. so I a massage therapist that I go to. Um, we were talking about my uh, lower back pain and how yeah. you know maybe coming from I forget what she called it, but basically your pelvis is tilted and like I, there's like an arch in my back and that mm. causes a lot of pain. And she was telling me um, that there was somebody in the area who do, who works specifically on uh, females and their pelvis and that um, there are pressure point therapies that you can do, but it's inter oh, yeah. it's yeah. internal internal pressure points. Oh, so how do they do that? Uh, through the... They go the in there. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. No, I got certified. Is that a golf club or a golf Radio. I swear to God. Radio now, and internal and pressure And my points. equipment, my, the equipment I use on you is all natural. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. seems to be your junk. At what point do you say, yeah, I'll try that? You know what I mean? How? So... Uh, I'm not there. Are they, are, they, yeah. are they basically using extended... Vibrators and no, I think they're using. I think they're just using digital. pressure points with their yeah their hands. Oh, I, think I don't know about that. My dentist tried that. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Doctor Patula. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to a couple of calls here. If you, do you want do you want solicited back pain? Yeah, sure. I don't. Yeah, whatever. Uh, calls. Let me go to Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Good morning. Good morning. You all rock. Hi, thank you. What's up, Eileen? Kathy, you are my people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, thanks, Eileen. <laughs> I'm calling to tell you that an inversion table is absolutely the best investment you'll ever make. Really? for lower back pain. I have one. Um, yeah. Even hanging there, you know, even if you're laying flat on it, mm-hmm. you know, not hanging upside down. Yep. Great. 
just can't stay upside down too long, you know, all that blood. Yep. But, now, the other thing I want to tell you, Kath, is if that doctor that does that internal massage stuff, if his last name begins with an M, you need to call me. Do no, not it's a, Well, I'm not going. Is I haven't gotten husband? there yet, but it's, it's Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. I, I told him, stop doing that. Eileen, did somebody take advantage of you or? Well, I mean, you know, um, I'm pretty well off at handling myself in this situation. So new, but an attempt was made. Oh, my now. God. Wow. Without your Without your consent? Absolutely. Ooh. So there, there are stories about yeah, and you always have to, regardless, anyone who's laying hands on you in any sort of um, sure. therapeutic way, you you, you make you make sure they're vetted and that they're you know. Oh yeah, I think not, not operating out of a van. Um, Kath, I did, I did have some success with an inversion table. Oh, did um, you? Yeah, I have it, and you, and she's right. You don't have to hang all the way upside no. down. You can right. just angle. Okay. Um, and it did help for a while. My back, like immediately, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" And I have a friend of mine who had really bad back problems, and she, the inversion table made a huge difference in her uh, recovery. So when it was just, they're a, not that expensive either. No, they're not. When it was just a new thing, and I wanted to do inverted um, crunches, uh, sit-ups, yeah, mm-hmm. crunches. <laughs> they don't tell you how fast those things whip over. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. When you go back, well, bam. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Lauren. Hey, Lauren, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Lauren? Hey, how are you? Wonderful. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to uh, let you guys know that I just had uh, surgery for a herniated disc in my lower back. Yeah. Um, and I, that was four weeks ago, and I'm driving into work. So I'm definitely not as laid up as Nick's dad was um, back when he had it done. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. So uh, all things considered, it, um, you, you would uh, recommend it? Had it, I herniated my disc about 10 years ago, had it done when I was 25, um, and then re-injured it uh, now, uh, had the surgery done. Um, I was up and walking around and off pain medicine in two days and able to drive within two weeks. It's amazing. So, yeah, cause it's, there was actually a commercial, from, and they were talking about the advances in specifically uh, the treatment of the discs, uh, Lauren, and that... Uh, they're, they're very um, non-invasive, almost like the surgery I had w- w- for the prostate, where they can go in with pinpoint accuracy and, and not really do all the things that used to make you have to convalesce for a long time. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. So if that is what the issue is, it's not something to be afraid of. All right. Thank you, Lord. That's a positive Appreciate note it. there. I have a number of pelvic yeah. floor physical therapy uh, calls here. All right, I want to hear this. Uh, so first, let's go to someone who had it done. Uh, we're going to go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank Hello. you, Katie. Appreciate it. So, all right. So you got this. You got this done. Were you having back pain? So after I delivered my um, daughter, this is super common after delivery and pregnancy because of all the pressure the baby puts on your pelvic area. Mm-hmm. And so after I delivered her, I was basically hunched over like Quasimodo. I could not walk. Wow. I could not stand upright. And I went through women's health at Penn and eventually got to this pelvic floor physical therapist. So three days a week I would go in. And she would put her digits in. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she put on a welding glove. Go internally, got it. Yeah, um, to relieve all of the pressure that was triggering my back pain, and I was sent home with 
um, at-home therapy that I was supposed to do myself to basically get me walking again. And it, it See, you worked. were a nurse and you didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it ended up uh, working out great for you? It worked out great, and it, it's super common for people who deliver babies, and it's really important for women to, like, Get it dealt with. Wow. Otherwise, so, so Katie, you, Katie, you had mm-hmm. you had discernible, substantial improvement with this treatment. One hundred percent. I was able to walk again. I could not walk. Well, that's that's amazing. Wait, right. Katie, do you live in my area? Yeah. Okay, I know who you are. All right. Okay, good. <laughs> so email me. I want to know more about it. So you, okay. you're Thanks, looking Katie. for what is referred to as an MFB, which is a medicinal finger blaster. Stop oh it. No, that you doctor. Hang on. MFB. I'm going to Amanda, whose mother is a pelvic floor physical therapist. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey. All right. So uh, can you shed a little light on some of this stuff? Yeah, except for I don't know if if maybe it's, it is not the right thing because... right. My, what my mom does is my abdominal therapy, so there is no internal. Okay. It, there's no use of fingers. Okay. Um, it's all done externally, which sounds a little less creepy to me. But she's <laughs> sure the does. only one in the area, and she like trained in the I don't know Mexico or uh, somewhere with. Um, yeah, they have the they have abdomens <laughs> down there. Yeah. But it's for um, all of those kinds of issues. Anything lower or in your abs. She learned on a game of operation. I was trained Jeez. somewhere yeah. down in Mexico. She, she, went to, she went to Tijuana <laughs> next to the donkey show. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's she got a sombrero and a medical degree. <laughs> I mean, well, people come from all over the country no. to see her. No, that you listen. Yeah, so, so is, uh, Amanda is what she doing? So she's doing kind of what we believe the person, the people who are doing it internally would do, just from the outside. Well, yeah, um, essentially, yeah, but there's a, a whole list of issues back being just one of them. Um, so it's when your uterus is tilted, she can fix it from the outside, which she I can say she has done to me. I have one and she has done to me. So not only back issues, but fertility issues, too, she works okay. with. Right, I had, thank you, Amanda. I, I had a rotator cuff issue one time, and President, I went to a doctor who made me wear a horse mask and whip my ass while wow. naked. Yeah. By the way, I just felt great afterwards. Yeah. Per chance, last week, I don't know why, but I'd heard the term pelvic floor, and I realized I didn't know specifically what right. that meant, so I looked it up. Um, and it's essentially the, the taint on women, basically, <laughs> is uh, what I... Uh, perineum, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Uh, so I was not familiar with that. Well, because I had heard about it last week as well, because they talked about before childbirth. Before the uh, big game. Before the big game, uh, that, uh, it is, um, it's a good thing to, uh, have your perineum massaged. And, uh, so it would, uh, cut back (laughs) on, on tearing, if you will. You know, yes. for women? To, yeah, to stretch, well, you, you sort of stretch that area out. And during childbirth? No, 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 not during, but uh, uh, leading up to it. Like, leading up, oh, right, okay. okay. But men have pelvic floors, yes. too. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, don't forget about the pelvic floor. Right. Yeah, and the, don't and, forget and, about the bros. <laughs> don't forget about the pelvic floor. Yeah, man, two fingers. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me go. Two. To, <laughs> yeah. Let me go to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Hi, guys. You Hi. guys rock. Thank you, Rachel. It says you're a pelvic floor physical therapist. I am indeed. Ah, internal or external? Both. Both. Oh, okay. Okay. Men okay. and women have pelvic floors. And, and where in Mexico are... did you get your degree? <laughs> <laughs> Tijuana. Oh, Tijuana. Yes. TJ. Oh, perfect. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, no. So, so anyhow, what uh, is this? Uh, is back pain a regular thing that people are coming to you for? Yeah, 
and men and women, back pain can be associated with pelvic floor, and it can be with or without childbirth and women. So it's not necessarily something that has to happen with carrying a baby. Um, but we see a lot of women, a lot of your muscles that are used in your back are part of your pelvic floor. They support your hips. They support your back. So a lot of the area is interconnected, and people who aren't having success with traditional therapy for their back can have really good success with pelvic floor therapy. Okay. So, so without getting too graphic, you're, we're literally talking about a, a manual um, treatment or massaging of said area? Sometimes if it's needed, yeah, Okay. Sure. Um, and sometimes it is all external. Sometimes it is internal and external. It really depends on how... On how well the evening's going. <laughs> okay. Wait, all right, so just real quick, the internal. Is it like pressure points, like you're putting pressure there? Yeah, yeah, it can be, or stretching, or um, depending on, like, what <laughs> is going on. You can feel what areas are stronger or weaker. Or oh, <laughs> <laughs> they are the worst. I'm sorry, <laughs> Rachel, for them. Yeah, I can take care of this. Apologizing to all women. I'm sorry, Rachel. Right we know it's legitimate, <laughs> but there is some fun to be had when talking about this. Uh, how many treatments do you uh, does somebody need to schedule if they're if they're going to come in and get some work? Obviously, you do an evaluation, and then uh, then you schedule regular appointments. I'm trying yeah, to bring this back around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. No, it's normally between like maybe eight and ten visits, like one time a week or more, depending on if needed. But it's, it's um, often our goal is to get you to be able to doing it at home on yourself. You don't have to come all the time. So it's, um, it's, it's really beneficial for a lot of people. I encourage you. Okay. I'm happy to give you my information off air. Yeah, please, okay. if you can send that information. Listen, on a serious note, if you have something that is pernicious like this, like a back pain issue, oh, dude. And, and this this could provide relief from it, and it's if, legit. Well, yeah. I need Absolutely. some like, immediate relief right now. <laughs> Yeah, if it, from us, if it no. fixes, <laughs> hang, hang on, Rachel. <laughs> I guarantee you, if for people listening who have chronic pain, yeah. would do anything, anything. yes, to to relieve themselves of that. Make so, sure you do your due diligence, though, of before course. going to somebody. Yeah, Seriously. and and look for someone who's accredited yeah. and, and all those things. Do you want me to go to another pelvic floor therapist? Sure, yeah. I got a number of them on here. I have Vanessa now. Hey, Vanessa, good morning. Good morning. Yes, I, I'm all with Rachel. We are this group of women that are, you know, that treat men and women with pelvic floors. Um, Kathy, do yours sound like a muscular problem right now? It sounds like you just really like had a spasm and it just got you the best it could. But there's an underlying problem because you've had so much pain, you know, in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to look, and that's what pelvic fills of physical therapists do, physical therapists in general, but we look at the mechanics. So right. why are you having this pain? What are you, what's wrong? What, what's going wrong that you're having this pain and now it's become this? So it's not just a one-time thing. Obviously, you didn't even do anything. It's a constant issue of the different mechanics that aren't going right. And a lot of times what happens is I'll get a lot of people for pelvic physical therapy that have been through conventional therapy so these therapists around me will be like hey you're not getting better this is not resolving right we got to look the next step we got to look internally and i'm telling you nine times out of ten it's usually the issue and internal work or you know some of the external stuff we do ends up being like the be all end all so So, vanessa what's happened in many in many times the few times that i've been to a chiropractor just in anything that was sort of physical a lot of times you'll say i got a pain here but 
there's a pain uh, somewhere else in your body that's yeah. actually causing that to happen Something because right yeah. that part of your body's yeah. compensating for what's happening in the other part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's what happens in the pelvic floor a lot. So, All right. um, you know, and and also your pelvis is the main, we hold stress in our pelvis, so a lot of those muscles are tight and they shouldn't be. We have okay. we so. called Kathy old tight pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> OTP. Yeah. OTP. Yeah, you know there me. Those old tight pelvis. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. We appreciate that. All right. Well, I, you know, I was not familiar with this. I, I've never heard of this. Yeah, and Kathy, listen, menopause is tough. Yeah, it's you know, oh it's so mean. It's hard when you're going through the change. So we feel. I'm leaving. I'm going home. Listen, we offered you the couch. We're gonna we're gonna set you up on the couch. All right, so, well, hang in there. Maybe uh, get Rachel's information. Yes. By the way, if you guys don't mind, I put her on hold, and maybe uh, maybe this is something for uh, you. But but obviously, Dr. Mike's going to help you out first. Then. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. You need help right away. Like today. I'm gonna try do, Trinity. I'm going to do a tour. Yeah. I'm going fig- to try Trinity. I told you I'm going to try the cryo, the sauna, and I may even go for a pelvic, pelvic floor, floor tour. physical therapy. Wait, honestly, that the Trinity, the president I went to, is right by your house. Yeah, it is. It's, it's yeah, really yeah, convenient for you. You can stop by your pizza place. Yeah. Uh, I'll check in with them no, in lovely. a little bit for you. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you for your calls. Thank you for the text. Love them. We appreciate it. Uh, I would like to give away some movie passes. We have a screening of Black Adam with Dwayne Johnson. Cool. Uh, and this is going to be, what's today? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Wow. Uh, 7 o'clock at the Regal UA King of Prussia. Uh, so we'll take callers 10, 11, 12 at 215-263-WMMR. 7 o'clock tomorrow night, Regal UA King of Prussia. You will be able to go see Black Adam. Uh, it will be in theaters on October 21st. So we'll set you up 10, 11, and 12. Coming back, and we also have $1,000 to give away. It's MMR's You Who Loot. Stand by. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. That's a pretty wild stories to share with you this morning. We'll start with one out of Germany and Berlin. Police say that a man has been detained after biting a service dog and resisting arrest. So man bites dog. That's, there you go. Officers were called to dispute uh, to a dispute between two 29-year-old men and a 35-year-old woman. Uh, it was in the early hours of Friday. The trio acted in an extremely aggressive and uncooperative fashion, police said in a statement. Uh, It said that officers were only able to overpower one of the men by using massive physical force. The statement added that in the course of resisting arrest, a 29-year-old man also bit a police dog, though the canine did not sustain any injuries. Uh, Meanwhile, the 35-year-old woman injured a police officer with a punch to the face. (laughs) It's insane. It's a great night in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all three were detained and spent the rest of the night in jail to sober up. But man, my doggy bites dog. Uh, in Los Angeles, this is messed up. I saw the video of this. Police are asking for the public uh, to help identify a man who stabbed a disabled man in the back yeah. inside a fast food restaurant. The attack was captured on video. 
Responding officers found paramedics treating the 82-year-old victim who suffered stab wounds to his neck and shoulder. It's chilling footage. The man was taken to a hospital with severe injuries. He was uh, last listed in stable condition as recovering. Surveillance video from inside the restaurant shows the assailant entering the restaurant while holding a small red skateboard and a weapon. He approached the victim from behind as the victim is eating next to his wheelchair, and the assailant stabs the victim. Uh, the man then ran away. Authorities described the attack as brutal, and they've described him. They're looking for him. They don't know who he is, and they're trying to track down this person. Just bizarrely random. Dude just walks in. We're watching the video. Just stabs him. Wow. Uh, this is also weird. Uh, four Oklahoma friends were reported missing on Monday after they did not return from a bike ride. So it's been a week now that they've yes. been gone. Mark Chastain, Billy Chastain, Mike Sparks, and Alex Stevens, and are all in their 30s, uh, were reported missing Monday evening. Mark's wife, Jessica Chastain, believe it or not, I am. Uh, and Alex Stevens' mother reported their disappearance. Police believe that the four close friends left Billy Chastain's home for a bike ride on Sunday evening. Two of the men had their cell phones with them, but attempts to call them went straight to voicemail. Uh, Jessica said that it was typical of her husband and her friends to go on bike rides. And he would not have left without a trace. He was supposed to watch her two children on Monday morning when she started a new job. Investigators on Wednesday gathered video and GPS evidence and followed up on potential sightings of the men, including one witness who reported seeing all four men walking down the street at 2 a.m. on Tuesday. Investigators are working to confirm the sightings. We only have witness descriptions as of Wednesday. One witness claimed to have spotted Alex Stevens by himself Sunday around 4 p.m. outside the smoke shop. Another witness reportedly uh, saw Mark and Billy Chastain on Monday near a YMCA. Authorities have been tracking the men's cell phone data and established a path of where they might be, but has so far been been able to un, uh, to locate uh, signs of the four friends. Isn't that weird? Yeah, we're looking at a collection of pictures. Is one of those pictures a mugshot? Uh, oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I okay, don't, I don't really know, but nonetheless, these guys just disappeared without wow. a trace. Very strange. All right, Han Solo might be a hunk, but Pan Solo is a hunk of bread. That's what a Bay Area bakery has dubbed its six-foot-tall bread sculpture of the Star Wars character as he appeared after being frozen in carbonite in The Empire Strikes Back. I love this. And it's badass, too, man. Uh, Hanley Purvin and her mother, Catherine Purvin, co-owners of One House Bakery in Benicia, California, spent weeks molding, baking, and assembling the life-size sculpture using wood and two types of dough, including a type of yeastless dough with a higher sugar content that will last longer. Uh, the two worked at night. After the day's businesses business was done, they, lo- they lovingly crafted uh, details, and it shows Han Solo's anguished face and his hands straining to reach out. Uh, Hanalee said she might have gotten a bit obsessed. She said, Mom made me leave it because I was obsessing over the lips. <laughs> lips have to be just right. She said she was like, you need to just walk away. <laughs> uh, creating Pan Solo was particularly meaningful, uh, she told the paper, because she contacted COVID in January 2021 and lost much of her sense of smell and taste. She said, so it's just to find joy in different part of food is really important. Uh, the sculpture is now on display outside of the bakery, located about a half hour's drive north of San Francisco. So, it's really, really a great job. It's incredible. Do you yeah. see the coffee that they sell there is called Java the Hut? No. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Waiting for Lucas Films to come in right, yeah. and sue them. Yeah. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap it up. Uh, The trial of a Florida woman accused of dressing up as a clown in 1990 and fatally shooting the wife of a man she later married 
has been postponed following the disclosure of a law enforcement file containing information about other clown sighting leads at the time. So there may have been other clowns in the area? Yes. Prosecutors informed... I am innocent! Defense attorneys for uh, Sheila Keene Warren last Thursday uh, that they had found a clown sighting file. Which defense attorneys have been demanding, but prosecutors have been saying they didn't have. You got nothing on me. Uh, Defense attorneys asked for a delay in the first-degree murder trial, which was scheduled to start next week. The trial was canceled on Friday. Defense attorneys also are seeking sanctions against prosecutors for what they say are instances of failing to disclose evidence to the defendant and are asking that Keen Warren be allowed pre-trial release from jail. The 25-page clown sighting (laughs) file... has the names, addresses, or phone numbers of 40 credible leads, according to defense attorneys. Are there credible clowns? Uh, maybe there yeah. are. Um, Arlene Warren was fatally shot in the face in May 1990 by someone wearing an orange wig, red nose, and white face paint who handed her carnations and foil balloons after she answered the door in her upscale South Florida home. That's Keem, a sad clown. Keem Warren was arrested in 2017 in Virginia. Detectives said advances in DNA technology... Combined with evidence gathered decades ago, showed that Keem Warren was the killer. At the time of the shooting, she was an employee of Marley Warren's husband, Michael, at his used cars lot in car lot, and they ended up getting married in 2002. Uh, Keem Warren is pretty you call a meat cute, Preston. Not yeah. guilty. Yes, it would have been a meat cute. It's dressed as a clown. There you go. I got a, you go. An update on the Oklahoma story. Unfortunately, they, they, this is not conclusive, but they they pulled four bodies from a river in Oklahoma. Oh, oh man. While they were looking for these bike riders that you were just talking about, Preston. Well, I am curious, A, if it turns out to be them, and B, what uh, yeah. any kind of an investigation might conclude. Because what are the chances of four people four, yeah. drowning under... Relatively good shape, too. Yeah, yeah. under under non-strange um, circumstances. Wow. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, by the way, you have about five minutes left to enter the word Awesome. That's for uh, MMR's You Who Loot, so the word is awesome, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to do that. Make sure you get on it now. We don't want you to miss your chance to win $1,000. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Maybe you've noticed a little bit of uh, sports activity going on. Just a bit. In Philadelphia. Jamie Apote from 6ABC will be our guest when we return, and we'll chat. Stay with us. Cue the jingle. Sports There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. This could be one of the greatest times right now for Philly sports fans because everything is going the right way. Yeah, It's insane, really. Yes, everything. Every single major team. Even the Sixers are undefeated right now. <laughs> but listen, yeah. no, everything just feels right in the pocket. Like, I mean, it's And amazing. enjoy this pocket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between, you know, the Phils, the Eagles, yeah. the Flyers as well, and the Union, it's all happening as we speak. So why not talk to somebody who has a bit of authority and is behind all this stuff? Should I play the song here? Yeah, Anything this is this? the one. Uh, this is for whatever reason, and there's not much of a reason. Actually, I was just reading a description on why this song is becoming the Phil's anthem. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's just the song they like. Yeah, that, that's, that's fun. all. Yeah, and, uh, and so, but it's the anthem right now. We want to welcome Six ABC. Jamie Apodi hey. is joining us this morning uh, from the airport, I believe. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Hey guys. Yes. Um, so forgive me if you if you hear my boarding call. I'm going to have to bail on you, right? Oh no. 
Are, is your flight shortly? We're all, we're on time. We're on time. We leave at nine. Okay. Uh, you know, headed out, headed out to San Diego. There aren't very many options to get to San Diego from here, so <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a packed flight. We're excited. Of course it is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, you you and everybody in your profession that focuses in on... Well, there's your boarding announcement. <laughs> I'm not leaving yet. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, they're they're uh, yelling at me to make sure I don't have a bag. All right. <laughs> uh, but this is this is great for the city, for people who work in, in the world of sports. I mean, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering the last time it was this exciting, you know, Jamie? Well, that's because it's been a long time since it was exciting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird because it's like one of those things where... You go through like a 2008, um, and, and back then, if you think back to back then, um, there was a little stretch there. Was, you know, the Flyers were in the Stanley Cup Finals right around then, and the the Eagles won the NFC Championship, and the Phillies won the World Series. It, it was sort of similar, yeah. but it's been a really, really long time. So actually, when I was standing in the clubhouse in the middle of all that champagne and beer, I had this weird like flashback, like, wow, okay, so this is what it's like <laughs> to win in this town, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's pretty neat to see the the excitement in this city when the sports teams have it going great. Um, Jason Kelsey actually said it this week. He said we're in the business of hope, and he thinks that when the teams do well, the city does better as a whole. And that's in terms of the violence and the crime and, and all that stuff. And I think there's something to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can see a and, and you know feel a tangible positive vibe, and that's that's what this is. To have everything in confluence the way it is like this, though, is uh, is mind boggling. And it's almost like you know you you <laughs> it's like playing a game of of a uh, Jenga. You don't you don't want to touch anything. Just let it keep it's going. So weird, right? Yeah. I mean, is the world prepared for Philly to win at everything? No, <laughs> no, definitely not. But I you know, and and I don't think I've ever seen it like this, where all the other teams are supporting you know each other the way they have been for you know the last couple of years. But like especially like right now, seeing Sixers players at the Phillies games and and also at the Eagles games and uh, you know Eagles players at the Phil you know like you're, you're just yeah. you're seeing it all and then on so. Social media, you're seeing them like, you know, hey, you know, like um, the Phils were saying, you know, go birds yesterday, and then the birds were saying, you know, go Phils. I I love that stuff, and it hasn't been like that no. in, in a long time. No, it's really neat, and I think you forget like a lot of these athletes, they're fans too, you know, so they're feeling the vibe of the city. Uh, when you see Joel Embiid on the field last night throwing passes, he that, that's like a thrill for him. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't, you don't realize, like, Joel Embiid, why would, but that, that's a thrill for him. That's, that would be a thrill for any of us to be out there. And so he, he's riding the momentum as well. Uh, and it is really neat to see. It feels like, look, I grew up in L.A. a long, long time ago, and it almost it feels like Philly's like the place to be. You know, you know how in L.A. you see stars at all the games, and that was like a big thing? Like, look at look at what you're seeing. You're seeing Bradley Cooper and, you know, all these movie stars and the athletes everywhere. And, and man, is it a fun time to be a Philly sports oh, yeah. fan. It, it really is. Um, uh, Jamie, I was lucky enough to be at the game on Friday afternoon, the Phil's game. And um, when Reese hit the home run and, and then oh. threw the bat down, and then Bryce followed it up two batters later with another home run. I've been to a lot of Phillies games in my life. I've been to a lot of games at that stadium. I was not at the game. In uh, in 2010, where where Doc Holliday threw the uh, the no hitter, it was not at the game in 2009 when Jimmy Rollins had the walk off double. But I was there on Friday. I can't ever remember the stadium being that loud. Can you? No, um, no, it totally, totally insane, right? Yeah. And, um, and you know, people people couldn't hear themselves think. And 
And I got to tell you, um, <laughs> just you mentioned Reese's Home Run. There's like a trickle-down effect to those type of things. Uh, for instance, my 10-year-old son was in the stands um, on Friday, and um, he had a baseball tournament this weekend, and he hit a long double. <laughs> it didn't quite clear the fence, <laughs> and he chucked his bat like Gronk <laughs> and literally didn't make it past first base. I'm like, <laughs> But I mean, can you blame the kid right now? No, no. And that's that's the fun part about all of it. I mean, you know, by the time I caught my breath from jumping up and down from the Reese home run and everybody going nuts, Bryce steps up to the plate and crack cr- crushes the first pitch to right. I mean, like the place just went insane, and it was also kind of a relief on uh, on Friday and on Saturday. Neither of those wins for the Phils were that stressful. They were both relatively easy wins, and, and so you didn't have to sweat it out too much in the ninth inning. Right, which is, listen, I like it that way. <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm not in the stress in sports. You know, it's. I think we'll take it, right? You know... You know. Uh, What's interesting, though, here, and, you know, we've been looking at, at the, the attendance and, and now, obviously, off to San Diego. Um, we, we've had, I think, a couple of things... Um, in conjunction here, you've had a, a span where people were not even able to go into the stadiums. And, and you know, so we're coming out of that. Everything is opening up. I I predict, I mean, obviously, Philadelphia fans will travel. But I think, and tell me if you're seeing this, I'm, I'm predicting record amounts of fan travel in the next couple of weeks. Uh, do you think that's a, a legitimate oh, assessment? So. Oh, I think so. And I, I mean, listen, we know that Philly fans travel well, but I think you're right. I think it's been at a, at a different level. I was uh, in Detroit with the Eagles for week one, and that place was swarming with Eagles fans. And I mean, that's Detroit, right? So yeah. I mean, you're telling me you're not going to want to go to San Diego? Of course you are. Uh, so it's really, really neat to see the way that, that Philly fans show up. And you know what? Uh, the, the team appreciates it. The team hears that. And the opposing team are intimidated by that. Don't don't let them tell you anything otherwise. Nice. It's pretty special. Uh, all right, Jamie, I don't know anything about the Padres. What what should a uh, uh, an idiot like me <laughs> well, be prepared? Well, what's interesting about the Padres is like the Phillies, um, they I mean they're they're a good team, but they only had 89 wins. I say only, but <laughs> but these are these are two wild card teams, you know. These are not the, the juggernaut 100 plus win teams that are now all sitting at home watching the Phillies and the Padres mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Which is kind of why, what makes baseball so special. I mean, this, ha- this can happen in any sport. Once you get in, the Phillies said that the whole run here. Once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And it's all about the hot team at the right time. Yeah. Uh, but, but what you really need to watch for with this Phillies-Padres matchup is the fact that Aaron Nola will be facing off against his older brother, Austin. Yeah, and Austin had a good series against the Dodgers, too. He did, and um, and he's a catcher. And actually, uh, it's really interesting because uh, when the Phillies and Padres played during the year, um, I talked to Aaron's dad, and I said, wow, that, you know, I, I have boys, and that must have been really cool growing up. That's why Aaron's such a good pitcher is he always had a catcher to throw to, and his older brother, he's like, no, Austin wasn't a catcher. So what do you, what do you mean he wasn't a catcher? He's like, he was a shortstop. He said he, he was in the minor leagues as a shortstop, and they were going to cut him, and his career was over. And he said, how can I try to get to the, to the majors? And they said, become a catcher. So he became a catcher in the, ma- in the minor leagues. Wow. <laughs> Oh. This is a crazy story, right? Yeah. 
so now and now here they are, and the poor parents are going to be after wearing like two jerseys. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, half and half. I would imagine they've, uh, they've taken their hats and cut them in half and sewn them together. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't feel for them at all. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, uh, Jamie, I saw some uh, people sort of whining and complaining that, you know, the better teams didn't win in the National League. You know, the Dodgers and then the Braves and the Mets all had over 100 wins. Um, and uh, and personally, my, my belief on it is, you know, the Braves won the World Series last year. If you were the better team in the playoffs, you would have been the better team in the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the Dodgers. Um, you know, you look at the Dodgers. That team is built to win World Series, and they only won one, and it was the pandemic year. Um, so what is that? You know, what, what is that? Is that, it's not talent. I I think it's chemistry or, or will to win or fan base or who knows. Um, but, but for sure, uh, Hey guys, I mean, all you have to look at is the Mets, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have to look at (laughs) We can look at them now. Now that they're golfing. Listen, I think I think uh, there's no better story than the fact that the Mets didn't even make it out of the first uh, wild card round, and they're and they're just sitting at home. I, I love it. By uh, the way, very much. Jamie, have they called your zone yet, or are you still going <laughs> to Now in that little tunnel, I, I, so I managed to do that without you even knowing. Oh my God! Wow, that was <laughs> she good. Went, she's walking into the plane. Uh, my- Three, you know how to multitask. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. actually, Jamie. I was just going to bring up that you're a mom of three. So my son and Jamie's son go to school together. I'm just wondering. I know you're going to be gone for a short time, but is your family going to make it while you're gone? Listen, Kathy, <laughs> you know me, right? I sure do. Yes. You're probably as worried as I am, right? <laughs> you guys, it's funny that Kathy brought this up, and that's because she, she knows me. Uh, so my plan today uh, was to. Now my husband's a teacher. So he's never in the house in the mornings, okay? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't quite understand what I go through. Now, he thinks that afternoons and the sports is, is like a major deal and that what I go through in the mornings is nothing, right? So we're going to show him, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the funny thing is, you know, being, being a mom that is, that is always considerate of, of, of others and, and, and worried about her children, I set my alarm today for 5.30 to make all three lunches, and write out notes of what goes Aww. in every lunch and pack the backpacks. And it was a great plan, except I woke up at 6.45. I had a minor panic attack. <laughs> Husband says, no problem. It'll be just fine. And before I was on the phone with you, I was frantically texting him where to find the cookies, the chips, <laughs> the ham, uh, the lunch boxes. He still has not found one of the lunch boxes. Oh. He's missing. And oh. he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, uh, a Ziploc bag. <laughs> oh, that'll get it done. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? I'm not so sure. I'm not yeah. so sure. Okay. I'll hey, check on them. You have a couple kids. You know, if one gets lost yeah. during the year, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, and, and, and Kathy can speak to this, uh, we have a very cool principal at our son's school. Her name is Miss Rock. I mean. That's yeah. awesome. Cool yeah. Her principal, right? Yeah. And she was texting me throughout the Phillies game the entire game. Like, <laughs> we going to do this? What do we take? We can do this? <laughs> like, Really? And so Miss Rock and I think, well, Miss Rock will take care of Tanner. Let's hope. Let's hope. So uh, obviously, as you're watching everything and you're watching, you know, the celebrities and the the, the excitement, I, I'm also sensing while there is this absolute zeal that everyone is sort of of a mind, and maybe this makes all the this makes this more dangerous for the opposing teams. Is that just happy to be here? You know, we'll, we'll you know, no, 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 I'm saying there's not this. Um, I don't know. There's not this heavy weight, this onus on top of, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, the Phillies and 
just just to enjoy the moment and play. And I think teams probably play best when that's their mindset. Would you agree with that? I think you're right, 100%. I think, I mean, you look at this team, I mean, go back a few weeks, I wasn't so sure they were going to get in at all. Uh, they they mm-hmm. really collapsed down the stretch. So the fact that they've made it to this point, I agree. It's like you're playing with house money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is when a team plays its best and plays loose. And, and, and it's pretty crazy to think that a few weeks ago – I think people were down on the Phillies, and now everyone's like, well, they're, they're going to win the whole thing. And I'm not saying that they're going to win the whole thing, and, and I'm with you. I think anything that happens now is, I mean, you've got to be thrilled with their season. Um, but when teams win championships, especially I've learned in this town, weird things happen. And you remember um, the Phillies run, you know, they, they had that Shane Vitrino Grand Slam or the Matt Stairs home run, and those are memorable moments that, that got them to the point, right? And I had that thought with J.T. Realmuto's inside the park home run. I'm sorry, an inside the park home run in the playoffs by a yeah. catcher? Yeah. <laughs> First time ever, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really bizarre. And so I'm thinking they might they might do this thing, right? And um, and those kind of things happen. And weird things happen, you know, when teams get hot at, at the right time. And yep. you've seen it a lot. I mean, the Nationals won a World Series. The Braves won a, They were not the best team. It just got hot at the right time, and that happened. So, who's to say? True. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And it the, can't be the Phillies. These little, these one or two little miraculous moments sometimes uh, create all the momentum in the world, and then and boom. The fact that we've got this really bizarre song that they play in the clubhouse, <laughs> like you said, that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I actually asked Kyle Schwarber um, after the game, in the middle of this, you know, there's champagne going everywhere. There's people <laughs> smoking cigars. And I'm like, what is the deal with that song? It seems to be you. And I guess when he was on the Cubs, uh, it was a teammate of his song, and, and he introduced him to it. So one day Kyle played it, and everyone's like, oh, this song's cool. And that was it. <laughs> and that's, that's it. it. That's that's it. it. And right. so it's born. Nothing more to it than that. Yeah. Wow. No, have you seen his dancing, too? Kyle, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Good dancer. <Yeah. laughs> well, Jamie, they, they announced the, uh, uh, the schedule uh, today as far as the times and everything, so uh, uh, it, it gets underway tomorrow. What's your job today? You're going to get in there, uh, do some interviewing, so, get the lay of the land? I'm on the plane right now. I'm going to go find my middle seat. Okay. Um, <laughs> middle seat? <laughs> hey, listen, we, we go first class all the way here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we're gonna probably uh we're gonna go straight to the ballpark we usually uh i try to usually get my photographer to stop somewhere for me to do my hair mm-hmm. and uh i gotta go to the bathroom and make myself look presentable and then the phillies have a workout uh this afternoon and so we will be live from the phillies workout at petco park nice and then uh and yeah and so we'll, we'll bring you all the, the sights and sounds from there and then We've got a game tomorrow, a game Wednesday, and then and then we're going to high chill it back, uh, awesome. back on Thursday. It's going to be a busy, fun, awesome week. Excellent. All right. Well, go get settled in. Get get a cup of coffee or or an Irish coffee or whatever yeah. you're <laughs> going to do on the ride. Try, right there. try to get one armrest. Yeah, one armrest yeah. if you can. Uh, but, no, we appreciate the time. It's awesome, and, and we'll look forward to uh, to your coverage. Thanks so much, Jamie. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Love you guys. Anytime. We love you, too. All right, Jamie, party guy. <laughs> the plane headed to San Diego. <laughs> in the middle seat. Crazy. As we speak, sitting in your middle seat. Oh, my gosh. By the way, we have the uh, the correct version yeah. okay. of, of that song. So so Robin is the, the singer. She's Swedish-born, I think. and uh, But that's not apparently the version that they okay. listen to. We need the, the right version. They listen to the <laughs> 
this? This is uh, Calum Scott. This is the Tiesto version. Tiesto? Tiesto. Here's, um, here's something that could be kind of cool. Okay. Is, uh, let's say... Let's say the Phils make it to the World Series. Okay. And let's say the Houston Astros make it to the World Series. All right. The Eagles will be playing Houston uh, on in uh, the Texans in Houston uh, on uh, November something or other. Uh, I think November. Either way. Hang on. I got to look this up. Are you seeing the potential for a confluence here? I'm just saying the, the Phils and Eagles will be in Houston at the same time. That would be cool. November that would be 3rd, cool. To- I think it's a... I think it's a Thursday night it's game. It's a case. Thursday night game. Yeah. So the Phil's play would play on Tuesday the first, uh, Wednesday the second. Um, Let's put it. Getting a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, we are. No, we I are. think there's something here. So yeah, 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 yeah. Preston, <laughs> this is a good reason for us to put in to do our show from Universal Studios. Yeah, yes. you're right. Perfect. Because yeah. everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a kind of a honeymoon type it's a big of vibe. Sports tie-in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No. We can yeah. Finally, go to Universal Studios. I mean, what says sports more like, than Universal? Like, yes. Mm, yeah. Diagon Alley. I think they have a big ESPN <laughs> zone thing there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, sure, you know, we can walk past sure, that. Sure. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we'll take a picture. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it is cool, though, to see when you see the amount of uh, team representation in other stadiums. Okay, so, and I'm glad Casey brought that up because I was trying to think of when it was one of the teams was on a big run, and, and I can't remember if it was who it was, but the, the Eagles at the time, management, was very jealous of the attention that another team was getting. You remember the, that? Yeah, it was the Phils. It was 2008. Was it 2008? Yeah. And they traded McNabb. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and uh, from, from the higher-ups at the Eagles were not... There was a little animosity. Yeah, was, which was, didn't make any sense. No, and it was bizarre. Um, but uh, this weekend, for example, all of that seems to be um, yes. under the under the bridge, over the water, through the dam, whatever. To <laughs> grandmother's house we go. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. John Middleton, um, the Phillies' uh, most uh, prominent owner, most visible owner, um, was there at the game with uh, Jeffrey Lurie. So they like the owners are hanging out in the, in the same box together. By the way, I went to the game on uh, on Friday, and yeah. we, we stuck around, hung out afterwards for a little while. John Middleton. Uh, came out and he brought out buckets full, buckets full of uh, the used game balls from the from the game. Wow. And he just started tossing them out to the wow. crowd. And, cool. and so I was there with my girlfriend, Andrea, and her friend, Danielle. Danielle is pregnant. And so I, started, I was yelling at Middleton. I was like, we got a pregnant lady up here. <laughs> and he tossed a, a ball up to Danielle. So my, my girlfriend got a ball. Danielle got a ball. And he was signing autographs for kids. It was he was a really it was a really cool, like, genuine moment from a guy who's also a baseball fan. I was looking for you in the crowd on Friday. I, I, didn't, was, I didn't see you on he was TV. There. I was on TV a lot. Were you? Yeah. I didn't spot you. Yeah. Left-handed batters. Yeah, anytime, like, uh, Bryce Harper was up or anybody cool. on the Braves. Yeah, my, well, my, my brother found a funny, took a funny photo of me. Uh, and it, uh, <laughs> he's like, when do they stop? Serving Chardonnay. At the, uh, at the <laughs> Nick, they, they were spotlighting a lot of uh, the fanatic throughout the game, yeah. which I thought was awesome too. But and he was hanging out over the the Phil's dugout. Yes, so I thought for sure I'd see you when they were zooming in on him. Yeah, I was able to buy um, great seats. I, I really appreciative to John Brazier, and uh, he I, I bought them. You know, they, yeah. I didn't. I, they weren't given to me for free, but um, they were fantastic seats. We were Nick, looking at the picture here. Are you the older gentleman with the mustache and receding hairline? No. No, Where but, are you in this photo? Okay, so, yeah, you yeah, see his glasses. See my glasses oh, and I then, see. Yes. And Andrea. To the right no. of my, uh, of the, that's my girlfriend with the that's black hat. Oh, there you are. <laughs> and there's, okay. well, there's some other ones. But that was when Bryce Harper hit the home run. This dude was holding up a sign that yells, uh, that said, uh, hit that John. 
And so it was like a really cool official Philly shot. Shot, and um, and I was in that photo with my girlfriend and my friend Danielle. That's okay. cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. It was really neat. I mean, it, it was one of my favorite Phillies experiences in a long time, and uh, I was really happy to be there. Yeah, sure, man. I saw my friend Jason was uh, he was behind the right-handed batters, right over their right shoulder. Okay, he was wearing a giant fish donut hat. <laughs> I saw that guy. I know. I so, okay. saw that guy, and I'm like, I, I knew there was some kind of freaking connection to you, Fat dude. Jesus. Is uh, so he. He's a, like a mortgage guy, but he also on the side does like these T-shirts. So if you've ever seen me wear like a Phillies type of or an Eagles type of fish shirt, yeah, he's made those shirts. You just said Fat Jesus. Why? What does Th- that because mean? that's his like T-shirt company name. P H A T Jesus. Jesus had his yeah. Elvis period where, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> but my daughter, she goes, I see this guy in a fish hat. And she was the one who noticed him, and then at the second he came, I was like, oh, my God, one of the One of the clearest shots, though, is of you, Preston, I, when you got those crazy seats, someone getting yeah, the a friend club. of club. Like, yeah. I mean, you were right there, yeah. clear as day. <laughs> I, the only time I'll ever sit in those seats, I'm sure. Uh, at, you know, the Eagles Super Bowl that they lost in Jacksonville, I basically missed the entire first half trying to get a Y100 banner on television. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember that. I, like, and that was like that. the good part of the game, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, right? I got to watch the horrible part of the game, but uh, yeah, I was just, I could not. And there was, uh, like, I wanted to get it um, behind the goalpost. And what I didn't realize is that I couldn't get to the one set of goalposts because it was like for reserve seating only. So I couldn't even get. To that part of the uh, the stadium, you know, it's, you think about the excitement again. You know, we oh. want to put the cart before the horse. We're just thrilled that all this is going on, but <laughs> the Phil's parade. Yeah, I mean, was, yeah, uh, we, had, we had a haunted horror ride that day. Uh, yeah, I the Phil's parade. It was I know. We were in I, know. I didn't even go to the parade. I stayed in Club Risque <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of 2008, I've gotten a few requests from listeners and friends uh, asking for a new They Did It scream. And uh, I We just talked about this. Well, I appreciate the request, but yeah. uh, we're not getting a new They Did It until they actually win the World Series. Until they actually series. Do, it. Well, do it. And yeah. it's got to be legit. Yes. Yeah. You know, you That's that, right. Hey, can we play the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I was thinking about that over the weekend, about the whole Nick in Chickies and Pete's <laughs> This was waiting. a split game. Uh, it was this. It was yes. B. It yeah. was game B. Correct. Yep. And uh, and he was just waiting, watching, recording, <laughs> and then the whole they did it thing came out just naturally. So this was uh, this was it. Here we, here we go. One more out. <laughs> Strike two. <laughs> Listen to the the room volume though. Besides, obviously, your impressive volume, but that that's so awesome. The Phillies have won the 2008 World Series. <laughs> At the end, end of we saved the World Series. I just I have a vision of you. <laughs> Collapsing on the bar uh-huh. because of sheer uh, exhaustion and, and tense, you know, just yeah. 
That's pretty yeah, accurate. They finally did it. You know what I'd forgotten about until this this last week or so was uh, how awesome it is, but also exhausting. It can be expensive, like spending money on the games. Like you're up late because you're watching the games, you know. And we had that for five oh, years yeah. in, in, in Philly with with the Phillies making those runs from 2007 to 2011, and we kind of have it again. And it's a great, great feeling. Don't get me wrong, but it is a little. It's a lot. I was watching Saturday's game, and it was coming down to you know the last at bat, and I was I caught myself like holding my breath for a second. I'm like, dude, breathe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Breathe. It's okay. God damn, I hate it. It's going to be all right. Yeah. You, you guys are just talking. Like, and, and Jamie brought it up. Yeah. Like, uh, um, it, sp- <laughs> sports would be so much better if there was a guaranteed win when you watch. <laughs> it's so, so goddamn nerve-wracking. I know. And especially if you've spent, if you're going to go to one playoff game, yeah. you've yeah. spent all this money because, dear God, is it expensive. Yeah. And you go and they lose and how much of a, you know, on top of the uh, emotional disappointment, the money suck that came out of it, the too. Money! <laughs> the money! The money! Well, I was at that A and B game, right. and, like, that was, the fact that it, like, ended and we had to go back another right. day. That was so right. weird. Yeah. I gave my it sister, so weird. I went to A, and then, uh... But it was a I, miserable night. It was yeah. horrible, yeah. Yeah. man. Yeah. I went yeah. to A, and then... A was, but B wasn't. B no. was, yeah. And was then nice. I gave my sister B so she could go. So we both went to the game-winning game. <laughs> yeah. I just went to A, and then she went to B. For 5A... I'm sorry, Case, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, for 5A, I was sitting in the stadium. We went to... It's it passing Stone now, right? I think it was McFadden's at the time. Yes. But I was watching the game from inside of the stadium, and Kathy, I think you and I were texting because there was a point where nobody knew that they were going to call the game. Yeah. They were going to call it because Everyone of rain. Everyone was waiting. Right, and so people were just, like, hanging out, and then finally we started people seeing, you know, they were streaming yeah. out of the stadium. We're like, all right, well, I guess they're going to call it. And then we had to wait a day and a half because the whole next day it rained tarantulas and then finally they got 5B in like a day and a half later. Yeah, so- I remember being in the in the, uh, the ballpark and uh, like people were just walking on the concourse because it was raining. So you're right. trying to stay dry, but no one was leaving because there wa- nobody had gotten word yet. And I forget who it was. It might have been Brazier. Somebody um, like within texted me and said, hey, uh, rescheduled. Like they're 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 calling the game. Yeah. It's going to, you know, we're going to do uh, uh, basically a B game. And we mm-hmm. were like, we beelined it out yeah. to yeah. try to beat the now. crowd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, I had I forgot I had a funny moment on Friday watching the game. Uh, my daughter, my daughter had her <laughs> final uh, regular season volleyball game that we had to go to, and uh, and then after that, my wife and I were going to see Don McCloskey, and so she's like, "We got to go. We have to leave to go to this volleyball game." It's you know, so I go, "Okay, we'll go after this inning." It just so happened to be that six-run inning. Oh God! And she, like, she comes in. She's like, "We have to go. It's gonna, t-, you know, like the game starts in like twenty minutes. It's, you know, the, it's at least twenty-five minutes." I'm like, "I didn't know they were gonna score six runs this inning. I told you at the end of the inning. It's not my fault." I'm a little bit disappointed. I saw on social media like the subway singing uh, the that song, the Robin song. It's not Philadelphia. Marissa's telling me it's actually, this is New York City. Ah, for another completely separate reason? Yeah, so it's labeled, I, I, this, is this right? Well, that looks like that looks like Penn Philly. Station. It, but it, it, but it, there's nobody in Philly's gear. Yeah, so, see, he's right. Yeah, that so, can't be. Nope, that's not it. And in fact, they're wearing heavier coats. Yep. Uh, it's probably, yeah, that's that's definitely that's not, not after a game. Sorry to bust everybody's Hold on, bubble Marissa. there. Yeah, the caption says, uh, Casey, it was after a Robin concert. Okay. So they're uh, in MSG. Oh, it's not even. But 
I can confirm, Casey, that every single tailgate yesterday during the Eagles games was blaring the song <laughs> and everybody was singing along. Oh, and, and Marissa, I think they played it after the game last night. I think when the Eagles game ended, they actually played the, the Tiesto yeah. version of the song inside the stadium at the, I, at the Eagles game. I had left at that point. Okay. So I can't confirm. But <laughs> did you mention that they played it after uh, the Phillies before they played High Hopes? No. Oh, in so, the, in the, at the ballpark. At the ballpark, yeah. they played this song, the full thing, before they played Harry Callis' High Hopes, oh. which yeah. I thought was a pretty bold move, but I, I yeah. liked it. You drew the parallel between the uh, the Gloria, um, you know. Yeah, back when the yeah. uh, St. Louis Blues won the uh, the Stanley Cup, they had their song, which was that Gloria Gaynor song. Yeah. Or right. No, it was Gloria. Gloria Gaynor. Gloria by, who did that? Laura Brannigan. Tyler? Gloria Brannigan. Yeah, I, I get all those. They're all One those geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes up. no sense. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. You know, like, but, but that had a Philadelphia connection. Which it, was did, yeah. 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 it did, yeah. It did. The song by the Fratellis is ruined for me forever because of the uh, Blackhawks series. Oh, yeah. The Blackhawks were using it in that 2013? 2010. Against the Flyers. So we heard it, yeah. And they killed the song for you. All right. <laughs> if another if another team adopts Philadelphia freedom, he can't do he can't that. do that. What you if it was Philadelphia, Mississippi? <laughs> they'd, they'd be you know, they're professional yeah. sports. Yeah. But the original song is not about Philadelphia, Mississippi. Wait, I have a really dumb question. Okay, I probably uh, have a dumb answer about Philadelphia freedom. About Philadelphia, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was a professional football team that played last year called the Philadelphia Stars. Uh, it was it, USFL. USFL. Yeah. They didn't play any games in Philadelphia, N- Pennsylvania. No, no teams played any. Uh, games in the city. Like, they were okay. all played in the same area. I saw a link that somebody posted somewhere saying that it was connected to Philadelphia, Mississippi. Is that completely BS? Oh, I don't know. I, for a second, I bought it, and I was like, wait, there's no way that Philadelphia, Mississippi <laughs> has a, a, a USFL team, right? But then I couldn't <laughs> find any. Maybe it's all the Philadelphias. They didn't play any games in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, though, right? No. For some reason, all of the games in the USFL were played in the same uh Yeah, I went city. to see a, a Kensington Hawks game. <laughs> <laughs> and that was great. No, yeah, I don't think it would be. They played so in a neutral city? Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. And I think all of the games were played in the same city. I'm, uh, don't quote me on that, but that's what I had heard. And that city was not Philadelphia, Mississippi? No. no. <laughs> okay. I think small towns like that, should get, yes. they should, everyone should have their Paris, own Texas, teams. Texas, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, also, just want to let everybody here know that uh, I'm the reason why the Eagles won last oh, night. Uh, I realized last yesterday during uh, while I was watching regular uh, football that uh, the blanket that I had was too close to the um, Cowboys colors. So I ordered a green blanket on Amazon to be delivered same day delivery. It, it got delivered last night, and then when the uh, the Cowboys got within a field goal of the, I, I went and and put and made a bowl of mint cookie crumble ice cream because it's green and so we ended up winning so you're welcome philadelphia mm, okay no <laughs> no all right <laughs> all right no i think i think it had everything to do but with did it. marissa wear the opposite team underwear uh no oh. kathy wore her underwear backwards and broke her own back <laughs> i gave so, up you're welcome you gave up on that tradition i gave up on that last year because last year was so bad and, and it seems to be working this year See, so you're welcome like, do whatever you did on the Titanic. Keep doing that. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, things feeling pretty good right about now. It does. More work to be done, but yep. uh, but the excitement that we're feeling right now is all worth it. So it's good stuff. All right. We're going to take a break. We have another guest who's coming by who's going to be appearing at uh, Punchline on Thursday night. So uh, we'll get Paul uh, Beardsley in here in just a little bit. And don't forget another run at You Who Loot is coming up. Your chance to win 1000 bucks before the show's up. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
Wait, what's they? Where was that place Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks in and we've got bigger problems. Our next guest is going to be at Punchline, but not till Thursday. It's an 8 o'clock show, but uh, he's here on Monday to talk about it. We're we love it. To have him. Please welcome Paul Verzi. To the show. Thank you for having me. Jersey rhymes with Jersey, that's, but you're not. That's how excited that. I am. I'm here days early. Yeah. I'm here days early. I came to Philly for the week. Nice. The- <laughs> uh, well, no, we're happy to have you in, man. Usually Monday's not a comedian day, so we love it. Uh, I appreciate you having me, man. No, no problem. So I mentioned, yeah, Jersey rhymes with Jersey. You're not yeah. from Jersey, but that's a good way to, to I'm let not, me know. I'm not from Jersey at you're all. A New Yorker. Yes. Okay. It, yes. Born and raised New York. The Yonkers Yonk- guy, Nick yeah, confronted you on the the Yankees hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> friendly, guys, guys, can I have this? Just give me this. <laughs> no, I'm not even in the same league as you. We're American <laughs> League. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew wearing this. I'm going. I just have the stress of tonight. I don't know why I care. Why do we care? You ever think about? Oh like, yeah, because it'll change your night. It'll yep. change your. Oh yeah. Your, you know, I was just in London with my family. I was in London with my family for the Giants, um, Oof. Packers game. Okay. And I had a gig out there and. My wife, who's just rounding up the kids, organizing everything, she's looking at the scoreboard going like, Rogers has time. When would she ever say that? Rogers, does he, does Rogers have too much time? I'm like, that's coming from you, but you care. You get invested in it. And and you hate yourself. You hate yourself for getting so, like, like Preston and I are, are, we appreciate, again, I told you, hockey is kind of my, my, uh, that's the one, the sport that I most enjoy seeing and, 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 and being, you know, in proximity to. But no matter what, when it starts to get into this sort of scenario, you're reminded why you love it and why you hate it at the same time. I'll admit I'm a postseason guy. It's just that's when it's. But I kind of love that because a lot of people are and don't admit that. A lot of people act. They put the gear on. Yes. When it when they when it counts. Yes. And they act like they've been there all year. You're just saying the truth. It's kind of listen. If you're really that invested all year, (laughs) let's be honest. It's a little bit of a mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) You're either you're either an alcoholic. Listen. You're either an alcoholic. Or you're mentally ill, and then when you combine the two, mm-hmm. you paint your face and you're screaming at a television. There's something wrong. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with it. Are you talking about all sports or just baseball? No. Baseball is a lo- it's well, long. Football is only 17 games in the regular season. I'm talking about the people that like break down and cry. <laughs> I'm talking about the people that scream. Have you seen YouTube videos oh, of people yeah. cracking their 70 inch television with their foot in front of their children? Right. And the kids are. That's a sickness. I have to call right. you on. Right. Although I was yeah. watching a very funny, uh, you were talking about your very good friends with Bill Burr, and uh, he's uh, he's um, uh, you know uh, has helped promote you, and and you opened for him, and and uh, it was you were laying a story about you and he getting into a fight on the phone. Oh yeah, uh, tell that story. Oh yeah, so so I used to open, I used to open for Bill Burr uh, years ago, but we're dear friends. Bill is my son's godfather. He's you know was a mentor, a friend for a long time. And we, I was performing at State College. This is right around the Joe Paterno. You know, oh, right. Rest of soul. I'm, I'm going into this hotel, and I'm on the phone with Bill, and we're arguing. <laughs> we're arguing um, Tom Brady versus Montana, right? <laughs> and I get into the hotel room. It was 100%. I get into the hotel room, and I look around, and there's like shaggy carpet, yeah. and it's beat up in the furniture. And not that I'm a prima donna, but I've, I've, I'm going, uh, so I'm on the phone, I go, wait, Bill, hold on a second, I go, this hotel, this looks like, you know, 1980. So Bill goes, you know what, 
first. You've been doing this a long time. Go get another. You don't. You don't. You're not. Stay, you shouldn't stay there. I'm going. You know what? I'm not staying here. I'm, I'm, you know, not not that I'm something, but I'm not going to stay here. So we go back to the argument as I sit on the bed. Three hours went by, and I couldn't check into the other hotel because that's how long. That's how long we stayed fighting. That by the time the fight was over, I couldn't go to like a Hampton Inn. I couldn't get across the street because we were fighting. And the ironic part was he was arguing for Montana, and I was arguing for his guy. I thought for sure it would have been the other way around. No, I'm arguing for his, and he's and we start screaming. I mean, it got it gets crazy. You don't know these personal insults. It gets really crazy. Wow. And then all of a sudden, I had to stay in that. I had to stay in the shaggy carpet shag 1988 carpet. hotel room because I had an argument with my stupid friend about sports. That's, that's, that's what happened. That's yeah. commitment. Yeah. Well, here's what I don't quite understand because I, I am the guy. I'm not the face painting guy, but I'll pay attention to the fills in April and May, right? I, and I watch the Flyers in October, November. Yeah. Uh, what? And, and we were talking about Preston being the postseason fan. I don't get the resentment of the diehards versus the bandwagon guys because if you're a bandwagon fan, come on board. I want more and more fans there. But Friday at the ballpark, having 45,000 people there, including, I don't know, 20,000 bandwagon fans, it made a more fun experience. May I jump in here quickly? Because I wanted to bring this up because you bring a good point. So, uh, Paul, being from New York, and I've talked about, you talked about being, uh, I I find the, um, the, the fan base in Philly... Very pure, very pure, and I'll tell you why. Coming yeah. from New York, and I know you know this. There's just such a glut of teams, and you'd see it all the time. <laughs> Met, Mets not playing. Oh, I'm a Yankees fan now. Yeah, yeah. You know, Giants not. I'm a Jets. Jets. Uh, you know, and, and you have it all over, all up and down, all to select from. And the the bandwagon jumping there for some reason, I always found much more annoying. Like. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, no. I know what you mean. But I will say this about Philly. You know, Philly fan, you guys are very passionate people here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I remember my friends from Philly said something so funny. And, and he made me, he had such a good point. It made me realize, you know what? Maybe they're not this this rabid and crazy. Maybe they have, they, they ha- they're onto something. Because I go, you guys threw, you guys threw snowballs yeah. at Santa. And he goes, he goes, well, he said some words I won't say here, but he goes, the guy was drunk. He goes, the guy was drunk. He yeah. deserved it. And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, Santa can't be drunk. Like, that's, <laughs> you can't take the Santa. innocence. Yeah. You know what? He deserved to get pelted. But I- I'll tell you something. I I um I was performing at the, I was f- back in the day when I was perf- uh, opening for Burr, I performed at Wells Fargo where the 76ers play. And this is when I really, really fell in love with the people here. And it is truly one of my, one of my uh, historic cities, but, but favorite cities. I'm telling a story about St. Peter at the Pearly Gates. It right. was on my first special. And it's a really long, drawn out act out. And I'm like doing this yeah. in a basketball arena. Right. And there's a lot of time where it's silent and I'm acting as St. Peter at the Pearly and halfway through, mm-hmm. the crowd just erupted and clapped because they were that much into what I was doing uh, before I even got there. Wow! And I fell in, and I said, "Wow, mm-hmm. man!" Like so they stayed with is, you. They stay with me because yeah. they were they were they were appreciating the act out where I was going. And then when I finished out the joke, and it ended up being a joke that I put in my first special, my my new special now, which is on. Netflix is called Nocturnal Admissions. <laughs> came out a couple months ago. That no, Nocturnal Admissions. That's admissions. Admissions. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. AD. Yes. <laughs> I, saw you, I saw all the faces in here just freak out. I, every, everybody's like, don't do this on a Monday. Everyone's head went down to their phone just now. No, um, Nocturnal Admissions, it came out this summer. But my first one um, was on Comedy Central in 2018, and I did that joke. But I always remembered the Philly fans for that. And every time I come to the punchline, there's just diehard fans. I, I really, the passion here is, is cool, man. I, you know what's great is, and we found it out years ago you you asked how long we'd been on the air here and and the one thing you the, here's how you can succeed here never 
act as if you're entitled to anything. You yeah. got to earn it. Yeah. Don't act like you're, you know, I'm from um, New York, president from St. Louis. You don't come here and and act like, oh, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia. No. no, you've got to earn, put in the yeah. time, do the, and if you <laughs> mm-hmm. do that, yeah. then you will have loyalty like you can't even imagine. Yeah. But the second you try to fake it, you're dead. You can't, it's a city that you can't fake it in. And that's what I love. I, but the people here are tough. I had a friend who moved from here to New York in high school and yeah. I, and, and I, I moved a lot. So I remember seeing him. This is a true story. I remember seeing him, tough kid. And I remember seeing him kind of in the hallways, and he's kind of down. He's a Philly guy. Now yeah. he's in New York high school. And so I was, we bonded over that. I moved a lot. He moved. Right. We become good friends. But he was a tough kid. This kid was a tough kid. He would call you out. He would fight you, right? Right. So he goes, hey, man, I'm going back to Philadelphia for the weekend to see some of my old friends. Why don't you come? We'll have some drinks. We'll have a good time, right? But I didn't realize how tough these kids were. So I go, yeah, that'll be great. I'm thinking it's a vacation, right? <laughs> oh, no. So we come here, and we meet his friends. And we, you know, we're drinking beers. Oh, go get another six pack. Oh, we're gonna walk to the park. So we're walking, in the, and I'm in the park, and I'm hanging out with his friends, and I'm drinking. This is great. And another crew of guys come over, right? <laughs> so I'm just sitting there. They're talking. Both crews are talking, and my buddy just walks up. To, I swear to God, my buddy just walks up. He goes, "Hey, man, you having a good time?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Listen, man, we, we don't really know those guys. So, like, if a fight breaks out, you down to fight with us?" <laughs> And I was like, no. <laughs> no I'm absolutely not fighting. What are you talking about? I have, I'm on my third beer and I'm enjoying myself. I didn't know I was just the Jets and the Sharks all of a sudden. And I'm in a rumble in a park. But they, but just like that, he, they were re- like they were having yeah. a good time. And another crew came and it was like, you know what? We're going to protect our spot and our friend from New York's here to do it with us. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I hope it didn't break out into a fight. No, it didn't. Okay. I think that we ended up like cheers and with them, right. but, so but that's they the just start thing. walking over, and I'm like... I remember walking into a bar in South Philly. Uh, I don't know why I was there, but I was with uh, I was with some friends, and then we were... were we, so we walk into this bar, and uh, I had no business being in there. I mean, like, we walked in, uh, everybody, like, you know, everybody's heads turned to us, and I was like, man, what's going to happen here, you know? And I was there for, I don't even know, 10, 15 minutes, dude walks over to us. He goes, yo, we got some pizza. If you want some pizza over there, you can go grab a slice of pizza. And, you know, so just yeah. as tough as we are, you know, yes, super nice and accommodating as well. You I, know? L- I love <laughs> becoming friends with the enemy. Like mm-hmm. if I see somebody, because my enemy is pretty much the Cowboys or the Red Sox. That's that's <laughs> right. for me. Oh, yeah, for me, the worst too. fans, the worst fans on the on planet Earth for me. And I've been to a lot of sporting events for me. And the disrespect is definitely the Cowboy fans. In in your, the opposing stadium, but but I like when you meet somebody that is that, and all of a sudden you could have a beer and talk, and it's nice. I was just um, I went to like I said I was in London, right? And I took the family, and it was amazing. My son and daughter are there. We go to the Giants. It's amazing. But my son during the day, my wife takes my daughter to tea and to see Mama Mia because <laughs> because I took my son to Chelsea Premier League. Oh. Because oh, nice. my oh, son wow. is getting into getting okay. into well, they, you got to call it football, football match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say soccer game, they freak out. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sitting there, and I didn't realize there's two different color sections, and I'm next to this woman, and she just had that accent. She reminded me of like you ever see, you see Harry Potter, yeah, like yeah. Ron Weasley's mom. She's <laughs> yeah. like in America. She goes, "You sit together, right?" Mm-hmm. And I go, "Yeah." Wait, she goes, "No, the opposed." So the opposing fans. 
in the Premier League in England have their own entrance. They cannot sit. <laughs> oh, my God. So she goes, you sit together. She goes, that's mad. You sit together. We'd be killed. <laughs> there's a whole section yeah. where there's a guy going, oh, opposing teams here. Opposing yeah. teams here. Because of there's been stabbings. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It gets, when you're in the English Premier League, it gets so crazy well, look, that you can't be next to each other. I mean, where that's actually it? kind of smart. We should do that. We should. <laughs> well, it also, but it also does, it also, I, I get that. But it also does say, oh, you're you're almost by acknowledging it, you're almost saying, this is bound to happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're, you're sort well, of cultivating I mean, along. Yeah, but think about it. There are a lot of things that happen. I would feel more comfortable <laughs> if everyone was separated. Yeah, well, uh, soccer, uh, football is a yeah. whole other. What, what was where is it just happened? We're 125. Oh, some of the worst in the history yeah. of sports yeah. have just, happened just in those stadiums. Stampeded. Mm-hmm. So yeah. where was uh, where was the football game? What, what was it in Tottenham? It was at Josie at Tottenham. Okay, because we went to the Eagles game in Wembley, which yeah. was really cool. It and was I, freaking awesome. Uh, but I. I I just thought it was so cool that, like, they're just football fans there, right? So, you know, we're talking about the English. They're, I mean, and you saw it there at Tottenham. Like, people were just wearing, like, Jaguars yeah, jerseys. Yeah. And, you know, like, yes. bare, and like they're not playing here today. No, they're just so they happy just the NFL's football. there. You see all kinds of jerseys. And they're just so, like, nice and happy. It, I'll tell you, it's, it's, they're doing another one. It's getting it's getting really big in London. It's so. huge. I was just reading an article, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, about about how it's exponentially increasing. And, I mean, even, even their prognosticators who are figuring, okay, here's what it's going to be at, they were wrong by factors that it's just taken yeah. off, like, crazy uh but, yeah it's wild but they don't let that accent and that <laughs> make, them make you think that they're proper because when those people drink they are animals oh, yeah. it's it's a proper mm-hmm. and then they turn into just an right, animal. right but they also have like great songs like i because I, I saw it after the game last week they were singing some song about Aaron Rodgers and and uh, and the Packers. Did you hear that? Did you see? No, I no. I'm I'm like, just, we need to sing songs like that. They, no, it's all singing. Yeah, it's chants. It's like a whole thing where yeah. we're, we're and we're not used to that. No, there, there's a little bit of a professional wrestling, uh, you know, in that in the fan I- investment in it. You know, the way that everyone's just. That that much that energetic? Are you a Ted Lasso fan by any chance? Do you watch I, it? No, you know what? I yeah. haven't. I, I got to catch up on that. Everybody's telling me yeah, to watch yeah. it. You know, with my schedule and everything, I always pick and choose. So I did the I did the Ozark, <laughs> then I did the, the Stranger Things, right? And, yes. and now I got to get over to. Uh, well, you made Ted some good choices. Yeah, it's it's quick too. They're like half hour episodes. I wanted to ask you, uh, your especially which you mentioned, Nocturnal Admissions. Yeah. Directed by Pete Davidson. Yes, He's my a dear good, friend. Good friend of yours, dear friend. Staten Island. You're you know, so you, you guys same proximity. Um, what is it that we don't? Because uh, we've we like him, but he's been in the news so much. One of the most, one of the most misunderstood, one of the most down to earth, best dudes in this business. One of the best people I've met. I really, mean, this is how I, I I've told the story before, but I, I'll tell it to to this market because I want everybody to know this. So I was Pete. When Pete was around sixteen, seventeen, I guess I became one of his favorite comics to watch. He was watching. He was going around the city. He was right. coming up. And when after I did my first special, he wanted to direct this one. And I was like, you know, absolutely. He's just such a such a great dude. So this is who this guy is. Saturday night, I'm home. I'm not working. And it's rare for a comic to not be working. So right. I was like, all right, I'm going to get light myself a cigar. I'm going to go hang out downstairs, just relax. But as I'm smoking a cigar at night, I'm scrolling through my phone. Who could I call? Who could I call? I go, oh, I'll call Pete. See what he's up to. I haven't, you know, I got to return his call. I call him and he answers the phone. And I, he, he answered like this. He goes, hello? <laughs> and with that work voice, and all of a sudden I look at the phone and I realize it's like 1147. <laughs> He's on Saturday Night Live. Okay? He's on Saturday Night Live. The show is taping as he answered. Hello? 
<laughs> and I look like an idiot. And I go, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't even real. I didn't even put it together. I go, why are you answering if you're at work? And he just goes, oh, no, I just want to make sure you're okay, man. Is everything all right? Uh, That's who that guy is. That's pretty cool. That's who that guy is. And, you know, people like, you know, the guy, you know, pe- women want to date him. And, and, and he's a great kid. And when you when you meet him, you know why. And then, but he's just, you know, he's he's out there. And he's, uh, you know, he gets he gets in the paper. And I, people, but he's the best. All the best. freaking time. I think where Steve was going was, though, the A-list women. Yeah. Yeah. He has. Uh, oh, that was your way of. Well, well, well I, I would have gotten to it. Be, well, yeah. I don't see it. How? But also that. What, yeah. Well, yeah. that's one thing. Like, I just kind of, you know, I just, I just get on the phone with them, and I really kind of don't. I'll just be like, hey, God bless. How's that? You know. Mm-hmm. Good you, don't, you. you don't have to betray your friendship, but have you been in his company when he was in the company of one of these? Uh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There was, there, I, you know, I, but it's one of those things where it's never like you're just sitting there, and if people come in, hey, how you doing? And it's like that. I, I kind of, you know, because then there are some people that, like, you were talking about loyalty before. Yeah, there's yeah. some people that betray that. Yeah. And there's some people that, you know, knew uh, a, a guy like that and, and were hanging out with uh, him in the clubs and, and going to gigs together and driving to gigs and doing that. And there was a rapport. And then all of a sudden, when that breaks off, those people go on and they go on podcasts and they do things and they forget that. And, and, and that's something that I, I just, you know, I find gross. Yeah. You yeah. know, because you got to remember yeah. that, that camaraderie because he never did that to anybody. No. So that's the other thing, too. It's like th- that person, you know, Pete never went on and did anything to anybody. You know, but since things have happened and, and, and since Saturday Night Live has done things, you know, people do that. So. Yeah, it's true. By the way, Paul Verzi is who is in our studio right now at Punchline on Thursday. You can get tickets. I'm to bringing punch. a new hour, too. All new nice. material from the special. So you can watch the special on Netflix and then come out and, and you you won't get any of the same. Do your time. homework. Yeah. yeah. Uh, PunchlinePhilly.com to get the tickets for Thursday. But I do want to ask about directing. Uh, how does one like Pete Davidson or anybody, how yeah. do they direct your special. It's funny you said that because when people were saying, because like Bo Burnham was directing Chris Rocks and this one was directing that, what it is is like I'm the type of comic where um, yeah, I'll have some fast jokes, but I'm also a storyteller and I'll tell a situation. So with my act outs and how sometimes I could be animated, they'll say the lighting this way or the camera here. Like there's a story. There's a story in Nocturnal Admissions about me playing one-on-one basketball. My son it was the first time my son ever challenged me. Right. Really challenged me, like mm-hmm. chested up, like father <laughs> to son. Right. And I tell that whole story. And the way the camera works on it, you can see. Okay. So they, they kind of like sit down and they collaborate. Like, let's do this. When, when Paul does this with his hands, he moves a lot. So let's do this. What about this lighting? Obviously, they'll talk to me about that. But that's a great question because when they first were like, hey, who do you want to direct your special? I'm like, direct yeah. this. Like, uh, it's like a Zoom call. Don't you put on a camera? <laughs> and I tell jokes, but there is actually an art to, to do yeah. it. So it, would your delivery be different? Like you're telling the Wells Fargo uh, Center story with the opening for Bill. Um, would it be different for you in a bigger room versus a, a club like Punchline? Or d- does your approach, the way that you tell a story, the way that the camera follows you, does that change in a, no, a big for, room versus a smaller room? For me, no. And I've always I've always worked with it, you know, and I've learned it doesn't matter if there's seven in there or 7,000. You mm-hmm. give them, you know, you give them the same show. When I got that St. Peter's joke, I was home, I was off, and somebody said, hey, do you want to come and do my friend's bar show? He's a fan. Yeah. And my wife is like, just go. We're going to bed. And I go down to New York City. There's four audience members there <laughs> and ten comedians again the wall waiting to just do time and i was just up there and in my head i'm going let's make this trip worth it what did you put in your phone recently what did you put in your phone and all of a sudden i go oh man that's saint peter premise let me do that and it it was born there in front of four people and then i did it at the wells fargo and it it was in my special so and but i you don't change how you do it once you when you commit to it yeah you know you you just gotta you just gotta do it the same way regardless of the amount of people 
You yeah, you know, talking about your style, the the the, the storytelling, which is um um you know there there are a handful that do that and do it well. And who who was your inspiration? Because Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, mm. uh, was that not the, the first special you ever saw? Eddie Murphy cha- is everything. To, like honestly, right. like it's Eddie Murphy. My my dad took me to see Raw. It. it at Movie Land in Yonkers on Central <laughs> Avenue. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a Fuddruckers there. You remember that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, great there brownie. was Fuddruckers. <laughs> great brownie. There was a Fuddruckers. Great brownie. And, uh, they did. They had their bakery section. Go they ahead. had a bakery yeah, section. Yeah. That's why the buns always, that's why it had that smell when you walked in there. But they had a Movie Land there. And my my mother and, and grandmother like, you can't take you can't take a nine, ten-year-old <laughs> to go see Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah. And my dad was like, because my, my dad did it selfishly. He wanted to see it. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, they were divorced. Yeah, yeah. So he would, my father like was disgusted when he took us to Roger Rabbit, so he brought us into Goodfellas. He didn't care. He didn't care what ages we were. Like when my dad wanted to see a movie, that's the movie that's we were going to see. My dad, my dad, we, we we were kids. We saw Deliverance when no one would. I, I, I mean, my dad wanted to see it. We go see it. Yeah, and yeah. we were like the pariah in our neighborhood. Because yeah. like, how could you take your kids to see that? But when I saw Raw, when I saw Eddie up there just stalking a stage, and he had that, you know, the the limousine pulled up and it's raw and he had that leather thing and he was like a rock star i remember just being like that that's it like that really like did something so now but i don't you know i wouldn't say like if you watch my special you'll be like oh it's a lot of stories but there's also not what i try to do is i want to be able to like do everything right but i i love telling us because when the story's real and it's true and i've and it's in my heart to tell it I'm going to do it and i want to bring you there what extent do you have to go to we've talked to obviously we have comedians in all the time it used to be a lot easier to work on material without it leaking or getting out. Or yeah. to to what extreme do you have to go to to get sh- that stuff done? Well, a lot of and let club- it fail if it's going to fail. A lot of the clubs in New York City will put the phone in a bag, which I prefer. Mm. Oh, really? You know, um, we also have people at the door of any time. Like it's happening a lot now, where especially since the Netflix special, when I go on stage, I see I'll see people sneak. Yeah, and I'll stop the show, and I'll just you know, even somebody in London was doing it. I said, "Hey, I pre," and they're fans. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I appreciate, it, but this is my next. I can't have mm-hmm. you know, because right. I, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna say. And, and listen, let's be honest. There's people out there that, that could hurt you. You know, if I say something, right? You know, and I, I'm the type of comic I'll say I'll say something that is looked at as you shouldn't say because if I'm working something out, I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna be right. afraid because I know. You know, if this, I know who I, I know what my heart is. I know who I am. I know what I mean. And if I say something that somebody finds offensive, that's really on them. That, right. I really believe it. Like right, right. That. You if know, they've I, come I'm, to see you, if you come, yeah. Like yeah. I'm, of course, I'm not going to go out of my way. Yeah. yeah. To, but if I say something and I feel it, yeah. I'm not doing it maliciously, and you need to know that. But yeah. if you tape that, yeah. I can't have other people, you know, looking at it because out of context. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes complete, complete exactly. sense. And I love how how memorized and choreographed your your acts can be. But also, you're learning on the fly as well. And, and you talk about Bill Burr. I just saw him here in Philly a couple of weeks ago, three like a month ago. Uh-huh. And it was great because he, clearly he's working on something and there is a special <laughs> that's coming out. And he has this joke that he's working on. And then he um, he threw out this, this word that he clearly hadn't used before. He cracked himself up on the stage. Stop for a second. He goes, I have to remember that for tomorrow <laughs> night. Yeah. You know, because it was just something that cracked him up and it made the, the joke that much better. But, you know, clearly, you know, even though he's talking to 20,000 people in a crowd or, or whatever, he's still, you know, working on stuff. Yeah. And, and we put our phones in a bag. Which yeah. I you know, I'd never done that before, like one of those. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's got like hmm. a lock on it and everything. Like yeah. when you go to a, a movie screening where they yeah. have the uh, the uh, uh, embargo. Yeah. yeah, and they won't let you bring yeah anything in. Yeah. 
Casey just said something that I've, I've always been curious. I never really thought about to ask a comedian. He was, he was talking about Bill cracking himself up. Do you have to crack yourself up? You know uh, what I mean? To, for, like, like I mean, uh, for for your joke to hit, is it got to no. be really funny to you? You know what I mean? Uh, that's kind of a weird question to ask. No, because, because, like I know what you mean. Like there are certain times when I'm really having, fun, and I do a lot of what he was talking about yeah. too, which is a, which is a really smart observation. Is it's called writing on stage. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. Like I'll literally get off stage and realize I just have three new minutes just because of a mm-hmm. riff. You know, but is that different than crowd work? I mean, or is it? Does it come from that? It, it could come from that. Okay, it could come from that. Like right. I was in London, and there was a woman to the right of me. And she goes, I used to make you sandwiches, right? Yeah. All right. And I'm going. And I'm going. I love that I'm going. And, and the first thing I'm thinking of is, you better not have some kid here that's mine. You know, and so, hello, daddy. <laughs> Mommy told us about the sandwiches, right? <laughs> I want to meet my stepbrother like, and sister. So I did that. I did that, yeah. and then but it turned into a like a fifteen minute. Then I would call it back. Then I go, and then it got to a point where I was literally stomping, crying, laughing myself. Okay. Yeah. But it was so genuine and real. Yeah. But what you're asking too is, are there times where I'll go into a bit? No, like I mean, I don't have to laugh at it. I can okay. just be. I can be like, oh, I, I think this is yeah, this something is here, or this is something that I think maybe may click with them. Mm-hmm. But and but then you get from that moment with the woman saying she made me sandwiches, and what it was was she went to high school with me. She worked in the in the food court in the mm-hmm. mall. And and she worked in a sandwich place, and I went there years ago, and she made me a sandwich, and she told me the name, and all that. But because of that, it's a weird now, now, It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And, and, oh. to, and to be on stage and have... Yeah, to hear that. Uh, yeah. In I, London. I was, I was on stage. I was on stage in Chicago, and a woman said, I used to be engaged to your father, and she did. She was. I said, so my father's past came to haunt me. I'm in Chicago. Wow. But but that that can, that can those things can happen, and when they do, I've, I've learned... I've been in this enough now. Because when you're younger, you can't. Yeah. When you're younger at it, you don't realize that you can, you know, what you can do with it. Right. Now I have the experience to where I'm, I'm able to see that. And then sometimes it could actually turn into a universal joke that could make the next hour. Right. Or, or it just lives for that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's in that, it's that, or, you know, it's just that organic, amazing thing that happened, and you just leave it at that. You get and, that's aware. O- and, and that's okay, you too. You build up that sense. Years yeah. ago, so I did stand up for a while, and, and um, one of the things that a lot of people don't get is that a lot of times you're talking about, you know, it's funny. You don't have to laugh at it, but that's why a lot of times, if you're hanging out with comedians, um, oh, they'll just, that's funny. They won't laugh. Yeah, yeah. You're no, not no, going to yeah. get a laugh. That's <laughs> no. funny. I've, and that you'll get that assessment, you know. I've had a comedian in the crowd just staring at me like they wanted to fight me, <laughs> and then afterwards they were like, "Dude, can I buy you a drink?" That was yeah. the most hilarious. One, right? <laughs> because what they were doing is they're looking at it the yeah. way like a football coach looks at film. Yeah, sure, they're looking at it like that, you yeah. know. Like, and and another thing I learned is family members, and this this pisses me yeah, off. Yeah. Family members will never give up to you because of how much they know you. So the people that love you the most, right. they may say, like sometimes I'll like, you know, one of my brothers will always laugh, like, but they'll just, they're watching and they're kind of, and I'll be like, I just killed it. I just got a standing of it. Oh, no, that was really that was good. Really good. Really funny. Are, you st- are you still doing that comedy thing? <laughs> right? Are you still doing that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, my mom, my mom's like, you know, she's yeah. she's the best, but she's, you know, she's definitely like, you know, religious Christian. Yeah. She goes, you know, Paul, we saw your Netflix special, Nocturnal Admissions, and it was just really, really good, but 
can you just stop cursing for me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I love her so much yeah, that yeah. I'm just like, ah, you know, uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll try to tone it down, and I love you, but, like, come on, Mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My bread and butter. All right. Well, listen, Paul is going to be, like I said earlier, at uh, Punchline on Thursday nights when the show is. Is this the one show? Just doing one show okay. this Thursday uh, at the Punchline. Come out. It's one of my favorite things. And like I said, I'm bringing a new hour, so one of my That's favorite great. cities. You, got a lot of, you have a lot of fans here. A lot of people are Texting in about how much they love you and they love watching your, uh, you know, uh, your your podcast or, or you know interacting with Bill. You guys do some stuff together. Well, you, I have two podcasts. One, the Verzi Effect, and one is kind of more leaning towards sports that I, that I co-host with Bill Burr. But I also appreciate, you know, sometimes you come into the radio to be honest, and it's just like a, you know, <laughs> you know, it's you know those. Things. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hey, get him in, get him. Hey, yeah, great. He's going to be over at Yuckies. <laughs> have a great time with him. Go see him. Tell you know Fred at the bar. So you guys were like, you know, this was really nice and. I Oh. And, I, and I appreciate it on a, on a Monday. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so, and so yeah. do we. Thank you, man. All right. It's a good Thank hang. you for having appreciate me. it. Paul Bursey, yeah. guys. Get tickets at punchlinefilly.com for that show on Thursday. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, stay with us because you Hulu's coming up. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. All right, uh, we are about nine minutes away from another shot at winning a thousand bucks. So why don't we do the B file, and then we'll move into that. No. <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. I brought it this morning by Jersey Mike's planning your game day football feast. Jersey Mike's has got you covered with everything that you need for a great party or tailgate. You can order ahead on the Jersey Mike's app and skip the line. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. This is a pretty disturbing story. A woman had a near-death experience when she was stabbed in the head with a pair of scissors. Oh. By a stranger in North Hollywood earlier this week. Los Angeles police say the man's scissors was uh, were lodged in the victim's skull and narrowly missed her brain. Uh, the stabbing was one of two attacks allegedly committed by the man that day. Suspect Jonathan Lewis Cole was arrested after police say he threw a pickle jar at another woman just a few blocks away from the scene of the stabbing. Uh, I'd rather be on the pickle jar. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Of the stabbing victim and the attacker... We're walking on the street when the suspect lunged toward her and shoved a pair of scissors into her head. Surveillance video captured the encounter. The victim stumbled into a restaurant where she received help from people inside. Those are the two things your parents told you never to run with in the house. Scissors and a pickle jar. Uh, The victim, identified as a woman in her 20s, was hospitalized with a fractured skull and she is now in stable condition. horrible. PD added that she didn't know Cole. So after the stabbing, police say Cole went uh, northbound and attacked a woman at a bus stop near a grocery store. He allegedly pulled out a pickle jar from his bag and threw it at her. The jar shattered and hit the woman's shoulder, but it appeared she was not seriously injured. Uh, The woman's boyfriend chased after the suspect. Cole was then detained by the grocery store security until LAPD arrived and arrested him. Uh, They have video connecting Cole to both attacks. Cole is homeless, appears to be suffering from mental illness, and he was arrested on attempted murder charges. God. A real estate agent trying to sell a vacant property in Washington State found a body of a dead woman inside while showing the house to prospective buyers. Oh. Um, she loved it so much, she didn't want to leave. 
uh, separate, just trying to turn yeah. it into a positive, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, here is the uh, mausoleum. Uh, several people were viewing the house uh, in Camas on Sunday when they made the horrific discovery. Uh, deputies arrived at the scene to find a deceased female who had what appeared to be a gunshot wound. The major crimes unit was contacted to launch a homicide investigation. Residents in the local area were interviewed and a possible person of interest was identified. On Monday, the person of interest was found dead in Oregon in an apparent suicide by what investigators believed was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Wow. wow. Uh, the investigation is continuing with the assistance of several police departments in Oregon. A man attending a wedding at Glenmora National Golf Course in Musick, Pennsylvania... Recently parked his car in the creek, fronting the club's 17th green following a fight with his wife. Parked it in the creek? Yep. According to the reports, the the man's wife got out of the car, walked onto the golf course following their disagreement. He pursued in in the family's Chevy sedan, eventually plunging over the rock outcropping into the hazard below. Damn! Uh, the police were called to respond to the disturbance, but in the upset of the century, the man was reportedly sober. No damage was done to the course, and no charges were filed. The vehicle, however, did need to be winched from the creek. It just seems like it was an accident. Uh, in the end, the only official repercussions handed down uh, was to the members whose wedding was being held at the club. They have uh, been allegedly barred from hosting any other events on club property Why? for two years. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, I have been on a golf course before. Yeah. And almost driven into a fairway bunker, you know, a sand trap, just because it couldn't see it. Can't tell. Yeah. Couldn't see it. And, you know, like like it comes on a downslope on the other side. And, like, I saw my life flash before my eyes. But you can, but, you know, sometimes there's creeks and things that you can't see. Right. Generally, you shouldn't drive your car on the golf course. But nonetheless, I could see where this guy had this accident. A Jersey City fugitive from justice made herself easy to find. She applied for a job with the Hudson County Sheriff's Office, a law enforcement agency that specializes in picking people wanted for outstanding warrants. Hey, coincidence, I'm actually a fugitive myself. Uh, Zamea Johnson was charged with being a fugitive from justice on Tuesday. She was wanted by authorities in Monroe County, Pennsylvania, for failure to appear in court on charges of fraud and an additional 10 bench warrants for failure to appear in court on traffic charges in Jersey, Jersey City. You're going to hold that against me? She had applied for employment as a security guard with the sheriff's office. After confirming the validity of the warrants, a detective took her into custody. During the routine inventory of Johnson's property following her arrest, sheriff's officers discovered that she was in possession of two credit cards believed to be stolen and was subsequently charged with credit card theft. Whoopsie. Uh, The U.S. Postal Investigative Service has also launched an investigation since Johnson previously worked for the Postal Service, too. She's still waiting by the phone to see if she got the gig. Adventures with Purpose and Chaos Divers this is a group of, of divers. They're called yes. Adventures with Purpose and Chaos. Uh, found a body Saturday in the Allegheny River. Uh, that of 54-year-old Todd Domino. This was uh, from a week ago. But the search isn't over because last Friday, uh, Doug Bishop, the lead diver, said, we also discovered over 100 vehicles in the river wow. as well. Is these guys are amazing. Yeah. Are these the same ones that found the um, yes. guy in I'm not uh, 100% Park? sure okay. if it's the exact same group or not. You I, recognize the, that the name? The name I recognize, yes. Okay. Uh, they don't know how many cars ended up here. He said, we, we, yeah, they ended up there, but uh, they had their suspicions. 
Uh, Bishop said organized crime from over the years of car dumping and so forth can really be the only thing that could explain so many cars within such a region. Yeah, they found the the, the car that was submerged like near a a restaurant case, right? That's the one. In Delaware County. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now they're going through uh, each one of the cars looking for leads. Wow. Bishop said with VIN numbers, license plates, make and model identifiers, and so forth, we'll process that with Pittsburgh PD so that case detectives, homicide detectives, and so forth can make sure that we know exactly what it is we're dealing with. Uh, the divers originally came looking for a missing person, Janet Walsh, and for uh, they did that for Bunny Lee, who has been missing uh, I'm sorry, Janet Walsh, and also another person named Bunny Lee, who's been missing since 2013. Uh, divers will be extra vigilant looking for Lee's car, so wow. they're trying to track them down. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Steve, did you happen to see, uh, they? I don't know if it was Venice, uh, because if I feel like it was. like It was a canal where the... the, the Parks Department went through to clean out the canal from all the junk that like oh, falls no. in there, and there was a barge with what looked like a thousand bicycles that had been like just uh, tossed. tossed. Maybe yeah. somebody stole wow. a bike, and then they were just going to toss it in the canal. And uh, and so That's I guess wild. every you know couple of years or so they'll go through and they'll clean it out. But nice. it was, yeah, it was yeah, filled. Nice. You know, you had, uh, that was three Pennsylvania stories in a row at the end of the B-File there, Preston. Oh, I didn't notice that. Moosick, you had uh, Monroe County, and then the Allegheny River. And normally it's like Florida man, but that was like Pennsylvania man. Good point. Three in a row. Uh We're starting to catch up. I hope not. (laughs) Um, You never know. You had the music in you. You had the music? That's good. I like that. Oh, was it? Is that the name of the town? Music, music, oh, music. music. It's right next to it. It's like uh, the New Radicals. You got the music. You got the music in you. I was thinking of the other song. Oh, yeah. I got the music in me. I got the music in me. I got the music in me. That was Kiki D. I, I think we're the only one. Yeah, I think we are. Um, so we have a new Daily Rush video. We still have about a minute left before we can get into the uh, Yoohoo loot. Uh, but uh, new Daily Rush video, it's just called Preston's Horse. <laughs> Okay. It says, remember when Preston and Steve brought a live horse into the studio? This is exactly like that, but without an actual horse and just two cups. Oh, oh yeah. I don't oh. remember this. Oh, when you, you played cups. You played the yeah. song. And, and we said it, it sounded like uh, a horse. When was I playing the song? Was, you're, you're, you're in the classic uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. How long ago was no, that? No, then we asked you to do it again, and you were like, no, but oh, I have to do it with the two cups. Oh, yeah. I was doing, yeah. 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 <laughs> God, we're stupid. Because we asked you to do the cup song, but you, you said you forgot it. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I could go back and watch a video and learn how to do it again, but hey, why? I'm not going hey, to right are you now. guys proud of me? I just remembered something. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Remember Maybe something. you're having your back broken has helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, it's 10 o'clock, so we can do this now. Here it is, MMRs. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. The word is grand, G-R-A-N-D, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Uh, You can also enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com, and one random entry wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is all sponsored by Horizon Services. 
So I'll give you that word again. It's grand, G-R-A-N-D, as in $1,000. So please, by all means, enter it, and let's find out if you win within the next few minutes. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second with a lesson question with the trash, with the music news. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, it's 10 minutes after 10 o'clock on this Monday morning. Uh, 68 degrees are high today, so um, we drop dramatically 10 degrees. That's pretty cool, man. The high tomorrow is going to be 58. Uh, We do have a chance for rain later on today, and then Wednesday only 55, and Thursday 58, and then after that we should warm up a little bit, but it's going to be cold in the next couple days. Yes, it will be. Much more fall-like. Uh, so get yourself set for that. Uh, we're going to give something away right now with a lesson question. We have a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl, uh, which is Sunday, this Sunday, right? Yes, and the weather's supposed to be good. Yeah, so we're looking forward to getting you there if you can answer this question. What does Kathy's new nickname OTP stand for? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. If you heard that earlier this morning, and hopefully it uh, stuck with you, uh, what does Kathy's new nickname OTP stand for? Uh, then you should call now. 215-263-WMMR. While you call, we will do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll get some stories while we wait for that call. Steve, what's happening this morning? Well, the Netflix series The Crown accused of smearing King Charles after preview- previews showed a controversial scene experts describe as pure fantasy. In that scene, Charles apparently lifts himself off of the royal lot, yacht and back onto dry land by using a concentrated blast of flatulence. Wow. It seems like that never happened. Former Salmon Cat star Jeanette McCur- McCurdy has signed a two-book deal now that her memoir, I'm Glad My Mother Died, has become a hit. McCurdy says she's already hard at work on the new book, which is titled, Yay, My Uncle Has Cancer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, Olivia Wilde turned heads in a very sheer crystal-studded gown while attending the second annual Academy Museum Gala on Saturday night. Sir Ben Kingsley described Wilde's outfit, saying, quote, it looked like bubblegum rockets launching off of her bibbies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hollywood trend. Her bibbies. Yeah, that's what he called them. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the uh, lesson question. Uh, what does Kathy's new nickname, OTP, uh, stand for 215-263-WMMR's number, and we got Mike who's going to take a shot at it. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, buddy, OTP. Hi, what does that stand for? Old tight pelvis. Yeah. yeah. Old tight pelvis. Hang on, Mike. Got yourself a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl. It's on Sunday, Xfinity Live. You can enjoy unlimited samples of burgers. From over 60 of the area's leading restaurants and chefs, plus live music and activities all day. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to WMMR.com. Use the keyword burger. Enjoy. And it says uh, early bird tickets as well available for $35 now through Labor Day. 
That's cool. What? No. That Next is year? a long time. Okay. Huh. Uh, proceeds, benefits. I, w- I wouldn't count on that whole $35 and early bird no. tickets things, guys. No. Uh, by the way, uh, proceeds benefit the Philly Parks and Rec. I know that. The at-risk scene initiative and the school district. <laughs> I'm going to have to fix that. <laughs> the school district of after wow. school program. <laughs> Happy 4th of July, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, let's uh, get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's totally out of private parts. Yeah. And their grand opening is this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, music news brought to you by Family and Cottage. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I trust that the information is correct and it's the beginning of the week and I just go into it cold. It is on Sunday, though. Uh, brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Head to uh, Viraggio Bridal Sale, November 3rd through the 5th, for huge savings on Viraggio engagement rings. You can save hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars in South Jersey's diamond destination. Uh, so we'll start with this. Tom DeLong tweeted on Saturday that the new Blink-182 album is their most progressive yet. Uh, the vocalist wrote, uh, New Blink-182 album has some of the most progressive and elevated music we've ever had. In honesty, I'm holding my breath for you to hear these other uh, other songs. Edging is fun and a perfect way to remind you of the fun again, but just you effing wait. Meanwhile, Matt Skiba, who filled in for DeLong during his hiatus from the band, wrote on Instagram that he's happy that the classic uh, trio is back together. The Alkaline Trio singer... Uh, Captioned the cover art for Edging with, I'm sure there's a joke in here about releases and happy endings I'm missing, but I am truly grateful for my time with Blink, and I am truly happy you guys are a band and a family. Oh, that's very nice. Very clear. Very big of them to do that. Uh, I teased this earlier. Green Day is celebrating the 25th anniversary of their triple platinum fifth album, Nimrod. Uh, The Nimrod 25-25th anniversary edition box set includes the original album, one disc of previously unreleased demos, and a live set from the Electric Factory here in Philadelphia recorded on November 14th, 1997. Wow. One month after Nimrod's release. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool, that man. That is amazing. So that came from uh, the Electric Factory. Uh, the Nimrod 25, 25th anniversary edition is due out January 27th, 2023. What's the derivation of the word Nimrod? You know, it's, it's I think it's... I've known that phrase when you call someone a Nimrod. Yeah, you're that's a good question. Um, by the way, it has a history to it. I was looking at the uh, the cover art for Nimrod, and it was a big yellow sticker that said yeah. Nimrod on it that was put over the covers of faces. And I'll never forget this because Trey Cool came into Y100 that year, 1997. And I remember him walking through the office, and he had those Nimrod stickers, <laughs> and he was going up to pictures on the walls. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, Platinum Album Sales uh, Awards and things, and just slapping the stickers on it. Right. On and stuff. just putting them over, right. over things. And he was just, like, he, he was he was being very punk right. when he did it, you know. And we were kind of, it was, like, funny, but then we were like, dude, we're going to have to peel that crap off, Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, Legit stuff we wanted. But it was also kind of cool to have Trey Cool have put right. that sticker there, you know. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, 1997 is when that happened. 
Steve, you're not going to believe it, but it actually dates to Looney Tunes. Uh, Nimrod does, gaining the meaning that it has today. So uh, originally, Nimrod was a biblical, and he was the son of Noah, I believe. Okay, yeah. Uh, and he was a, it was a hunter. Noah's son's name was Nimrod? Was Nimrod, yeah. yeah so he's I a knew biblical. Shem, Ham, and Jacob were the other ones. And, and the, the, Ham, the Jonas brothers. Yeah. Great, uh, great grandson of, Nim- of Nimrod. Nimrod was the one who put a hole in the ark by accident. Hey, you, yeah. Nimrod. Hey, Nimrod. <laughs> He was the son of Cush. And this, the, these are all the animals come here. Come on! Oh, my God. And the great-grandson of Noah. And then uh, in 1932, there was a Looney Tunes cartoon where they were talking about him. Uh, Elmer Fudd was a Nimrod because it was the, the highlight between uh, the difference between a mighty, mighty hunter and a poor little Nimrod. So uh, Bugs was making fun of Elmer Fudd, and then it sort of worked its way into popular culture. Is that wild? Because Daffy Duck then called him... Uh, called Elmer, Elmer Fudd, my little Nimrod. Who put the hole in the boat? In the 1948 what? short, What Makes Daffy Duck? Nimrod? It was Nimrod. Son of a bitch. Sorry, Dad. I, I had no idea it had biblical ties to it's it. It's pretty amazing. Red Hot Chili Peppers fans are uh, reveling in the new double album return of the Dream Canteen, an arguably more variety and varied musical snapshot of the band. Then it's Unlimited Love Collection, also released this year. And guitarist John Frusciante shed some light on his major influences, telling Guitar World, I really love the band Genesis, their prog stuff, uh-huh. as well as their pop stuff, too. And their keyboardist, Tony Banks, I put him up there with the Beatles as far as really coming up with imaginative chord progressions all over the place. Uh, he's really one of the most masterful chordsmiths that I think we've ever had. I didn't know he was. I'm a huge Genesis fan. That's cool to hear that. He went on to say he makes these chord progressions that are so fluid, they're more like a melody than they are a chord progression. And I definitely became really fluent in that style of progression during the time uh, that I wasn't in the band. Uh, regarding his six-string influences, Frusciante revealed, I really love guitar players like Randy Rhodes and Eddie Van Halen uh, for the way that they could make their instrument explode through hand and whammy bar techniques. But I also really like the way uh, the way people like Black Flag's Greg Jinn or Kurt Cobain play without it being so much about technique. Although there are all kinds of unconventional techniques in there, but the focus is definitely a more visceral thing. Apparently, whammy! so yeah, whammy. Uh, let's see here. Bob Dylan talks in depth about Pete Townsend's. 1965 breakthrough hit for The Who, My Generation. The legendary tune is but one of many analyzed in Dylan's first new book in 18 years titled The Philosophy of Modern Song. The book is comprised of 60 essays featuring Dylan's musing on other popular musicians, including Stephen Foster, Elvis Costello, Hank Williams, and Nina Simone, among many others. Uh, Dylan has been working on the manuscript for the past decade. Um, an excerpt says, uh, speaking of my generation, said, This is a song that does no favors for anyone and casts doubt on everything. In this song, people are trying to slap you around, slap you in the face, vilify you. They're rude, and they slam you down, take cheap shots. They don't like you because you pull out all the stops and you go for broke. You put your heart and soul into everything and shoot the works because you've got energy and strength and purpose. Because you're so inspired, they put the whammy on. The whammy. It actually uh, says that, Casey, oh so God. go ahead. I, I don't have it. I, oh. I, I've moved along. But you moved on from whammy? Okay. I did. I did. I moved to this one. Go f*** yourself, San Diego. Okay. 
So uh, it's always applicable. They put the whammy on. They're allergic to you, and they uh, they have they have hard feelings. And just your very presence reels them. They give you frosty looks, and they've had enough of you. And there's a million others like you multiplying every day. He had a lot to say. That's what he got. That's what he got from uh, from my generation, which is indeed a groundbreaking song. And then one last thing. Uh, I thought this was kind of a fun thing to end on. There's a legendary 1978 photo of Eddie Van Halen and David Lee Roth in front of McDonald's. And I've seen I've seen the picture before. Uh, but what I didn't know is it was it, it was taken outside of the first McDonald's in St. Louis and has now officially been hung up in the restaurant. Uh, franchise number 71. The classic shot features the two musician, musicians holding hamburgers <laughs> and McDonald's bags in the snowy parking lot while on the road to support uh, the Van Halen debut album. And it's this weird picture of the oh, two I've of never, them together. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Yeah, well, I think once you see it, you may have yeah. you may have uh, seen it before. It's this weird, yeah, here's, here's oh, a picture yeah. of them. Maybe I have. And, I uh, love that. So they've now hung it up in the restaurant where that picture was taken out in front. So. Come on, guys, you take a picture. And there you go. That's what I have. In music news for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We're going to wrap up the program. We have a new Word of the Week prize. We're in a nude, neat nude. <laughs> Let's get nude, nude, everybody. Need a new letter to get started with the word. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Preston and Steve Show. On this Monday morning, kicking it off in uh, fine form. Today's been a fun day. It has been. For a Monday. I mean, Monday? Like, everybody's feeling good. Yes. I mean, there's a reason to celebrate uh, within our city. If you're, uh, if you're a sports fan, obviously, everything's everything's going in the right <laughs> direction. Everything is going in the right direction. I mean, every single team the Union, the Flyers, the, the even the Sixers get started tomorrow. There's excitement around that, but obviously the Phils and the uh, and the Eagles are the, the toast of the town right now. It's amazing. It but, really is. But this is all great stuff right now, so uh, enjoy. Uh, take it in, uh, every bit of it. In fact, we're going to talk to an expert here in just a second <laughs> uh, to get off <laughs> Sports up, everybody. Sports yeah. up, mother I effort. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want from me? Jesus. Speaking God of which, I want to thank Jamie Apote from 6ABC. Uh, we did talk sports with the sports authority, and uh, she was literally, she went through the entire boarding process <laughs> yes. on the plane yes, while did. we were talking to her. It's pretty amazing. It just from, from hanging out in the gate area to actually getting in and sitting on her, on, in her middle seat. Uh, she's headed off to San Diego uh, to get ready for uh, the first game, which is tomorrow, by the way. So uh, it was nice to have her on. Uh, and uh, Paul Verzi was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first time hanging out with him, and he was fantastic. He's going to be in town at Punchline on Thursday at 8 o'clock for a show. You can go to punchlinephilly.com. 
uh, for more details. Uh, and we turn to you and say, how was your weekend, sir? Fine, thank you. Um, I uh, hosted a dog lookalike contest um, in Ardmore on Saturday morning. Oh, was, that's cool. I had a little Halloween contest where people would dress up their dogs. And there was a category of dogs that look most like me. <laughs> like you? Yeah. Get oh, out of yeah. here. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. Did was... anybody dye their uh, beards no. to match or anything? No, okay. All right. No, it, it, none of the dogs look like me. <laughs> <laughs> Although I look like a dog. But none of those dogs look like me. But that was fun. And then Sunday, yesterday, was the AIDS walk. And we did very well. Over $300,000 raised Whoa. thanks to all the people that came out. So. That's excellent. Wait, Beautiful so day. Did you have two morning activities on the weekend in a row? It was brutal. <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell you the state of post-traumatic stress that I am in even now. You were uh, up Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Yeah, it just it was wrong. Every aspect of it was wrong. But there you go. And I had a doctor's appointment this morning. Uh, so um, I've been up three mornings in a row early. It's just not right. It's not right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep track of all this crap. You kids make me sick. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's got Straighten up. All right. Play the goddamn game. All right. Let, let's do the We do the letter. Play yes. that game. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. B is in beautiful. All right. And that is the very first letter of the week. And we have five of them to go all together, I should say. Uh, and we're giving away a uh, Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. And Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery, which is online at LandisBC.com. So we'll give that away on Friday. Uh, do you have some things planned for today? I do. We've awesome. got you who loot at noon at three o'clock. We will have a workforce blocks of Chris Cornell and live and Bob Dylan. Excellent. All right, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. And also brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Wherever you're watching the game, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. It's not just a hoagie. It's a primo. Uh, tomorrow on our program, uh, Tattoo Tuesday. So we'll be giving nice. away some Preston and Steve show ink. And uh, we'll fill in the blanks to see what else we can get into on a fine Tuesday morning together. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Go f*** yourself, San Diego. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. 